Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I got this. Okay. Ah, uh, I got it. Okay. Uh, I got some beers. Let's drink them, huh? Uh, and film at 11, why don't you follow me down to the brewery? I'll tie a bowling ball to my ankle, dive in the vat of beer. I'll leave this world the same way I entered my marriage. Dead drunk! Hello? Want a beer? Hook it up! Hook it up! Hook me up! Y'all heard, take it from the top. One, two. Beer? This is how we do it. My mic sound nice, check one. My mic sound nice, check two. My mic Sound nice, check three. Are you ready? That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. You like parties? Yeah. We can invite all our friends and have soda and pie. Yeah. I hope no bad my mic sounds nice, check one. My mic sounds nice, check two. My mic sounds nice, check three. My mic sounds nice, check four. My mic sounds nice, check five. My mic sounds nice, check six. Are you ready? You want some of this milk? Rather have a beer. What do you guys give me if I kill that bird? Farver, that's a bald eagle. Get a wig, baldy! Yeah! What up? What up? And what up? This is the work with Mike, Pete, and Steve. We are on GovsRadio.com. Yes, we are live tonight on GovsRadio.com. Also, if you flip over to our Facebook page and type in Govs Comedy Club Radio, also on our YouTube page, Gov's Comedy Club Radio. Check us out. We are live until 10 o'clock tonight. Go and drop a comment. Say hello. Share with your friends. Whatever you want to do. I don't, whatever. I mean, people want to share stuff and all that stuff, and I don't really care. But share it. It's good stuff because we got some awesome guests tonight. But first, first, the people who don't pay us. And that's our sponsors. Tonight, we are sponsored by Uro. No, I'll, I'll leave that to Steve. How about that? I was going to come up with a big Rosie's, but I'm not going to uh. All right, so I'll start with Brewbag. My buddy Scott Quick over at Brewbag makes this really cool thing. It is a cornhole uh, beer pong lawn game. It is a lot of fun. You're going to have a tremendous time drinking, remembering the old days of hanging out and playing beer pong or sitting in the backyard playing cornhole. Well, we co- he combined the two of those into one awesome game, Brewbag.com. Go to Brewbag.com for yours today. And if you go into our... Um, what do we call it? Uh, our link in our bio of our Instagram page. Link tree. Be a link tree, yes. You will find a link so you can get your own brew bag for a discounted price through our show. Go to brewbag.com and go to, I think it's slash the warts. But yeah, and just go through our link tree. It's much better for you. And then I'll say, Steve, now take it away. Uh, Rosie's Draft Solutions. Rosie's Draft Solutions provides professional draft gear system services. 
line cleanings and more for establishments so the customers can enjoy best quality beverages possible. They service bars, restaurants, halls, events, homes, and all other beverage establishments across Long Island and Westchester. You can reach them at rosiesrepsolutions.com. They are the best. And Mike, what do anyone get if they mention the war? That's right. They'll get 10% off their line cleanings and uh, pretty much any hardware that they might need. Just mention the work to Nick and uh, he'll hook you up. So uh, thanks to Rosie Straff Solutions for uh, being part of the show. We're also yeah. sponsored by VintageBeerClubShirt.com. VintageBeerClubShirt.com. Go get your vintage beer shirts from all sorts of times uh, where beer was just not quite what it is today. But the logos were cool and the style is cool. So go to VintageBeerClubShirt.com. In the promo code, type in work for percentage off your order. We are also sponsored by the following. Oh, Brewers Hardware. Brewers Hardware. Everyone loves Brewers Hardware. So BrewersHardware.com. Uh, and uh, they actually uh, have been really big fans of the show over the last three years now almost. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much that you can get from your small home brewer to your large capacity needs. Go to brewershardware.com and get what you need today. Uh, last but not least, we have a couple of runner-ups. We'll call it runner-ups. And that is going to be our friends over at taphandles.com. Go to taphandles.com for your custom-made tap handles. Also, uh, check out our buddy uh, Jeff Hartwell over at HartwellWoodshop.com. And uh, anything I missed, Pete? I forget uh, if I Tavor. Oh, Tavor for beer ship right beer to your Beer straight to your home from all right, over. But if you don't want to do that, then you can just get on the intertubes and look up Alewife. And guess what? They will ship beer right to your door everywhere in New York State. Boom. So there is a great segue, gentlemen. And thank you very much for joining the show tonight. Really appreciate you spending yes, the time yes. with us. Can we get uh, we that got, dog back in frame? Is that at all possible? That's <laughs> yes. Where'd the dog go? Here's the kid. Here's the good boy. <laughs> oh, good girl. Good boy somewhere. Um, so, yeah, you guys uh, appreciate you uh, hanging out with us tonight. We have uh, Kier and we got Pat and Patrick, or Patrick and Patrick. I don't know how you want to be uh, singled out or not. It's Pat D, everyone go by last names because everyone calls me O'Toole because there's so many Michaels growing up. So they just say, hey, O'Toole. I go, yeah, that's me. Uh, Pat usually goes by Pat, and I always go by Patrick. Okay. That makes sense. Good enough. I like it. So now I can, do, so when I ask a question, I want to make sure I'm asking to the right person, not just say, hey, Patrick's, plural. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, guys, for hanging out again. Um, so we want to get to the bottom of this because we've seen uh, so much out there. We actually connected with you uh, months ago uh, when you were first kind of venturing out into the, uh, the tap room in the new site that you guys are opening in Sunnyside. Um, so I, I want to kind of backtrack prior to that because you also have the Alewife Brew Pub, correct? No, we, uh, I had to close that recently. So it's um, completely closed or is that just due to uh, COVID? It's completely closed now. There All right, so we're, gonna, we're pivoting. We're moving on to a new thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, so moving into that venture, um, there's got to be you know, so much going on nowadays. Let's, let's travel back to those brew pub days and tell us how the three of you guys got hooked up and how this all got started with the uh, brewery. <laughs> fuck's sakes. Memory <laughs> work. I'm glad I'm not the first one tonight that said fuck. That's okay. I don't, we don't, I don't really care, but I'm usually the first one. Get used to it. Um. <laughs> That's fine with me. Um, I don't know. We came. Oh, did I lose it? Uh, we just came up with. Um, I've been trying to to do this for 
many years now. I opened a bunch of bars in the city and and Brooklyn and Queens, and um, I've always wanted to steer in the direction of you know about my bars have always been craft beer bars. I've always wanted to um, um, dip my feet in the brewing game, and um, a couple of opportunities come up. I took over a wife years ago from um, Danny Lanigan now of Lord Hobo, and uh, it was such a big space. I always wanted to put it in, put a brewery in there. And um, so first thing was to do was to start scouting people who would be like-minded and wanted to jump into it and hit up Kier, courted him for a little bit. <laughs> and then, uh, so Kier was the first piece of the puzzle. And then um, I think Pat just landed on my lap. Pat was one of the most experienced uh, sales reps I've ever come across. He used to sell me some dodgy beers. And I'd buy them because it's not mean anything, really. And, uh, and then Pat signed up, and, and the three of us have been together for the last couple of years. And um, so we tried to uh, we tried to make a go of it at, um, at 51st Street, Long Island City, to build a brewery there. But um, we put a lot of money into it. We put a lot of effort into it. And then it all came crashing down when the landlord wouldn't sign off at the very last moment. Oh. Um, so we, uh, we had to go hunting again. So... We went out and looked for new spaces, and after nearly, I don't know, six months, nine months, we, we got the new space that we really like, and checked all the boxes, and then we started the long process of building a brewery right there in Sunnyside, so um, it's, been, it's been a hell of a run, um, we, uh, but we're, you know, it's been fun, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of stress, but a lot of fun, um, We've done a, we've obviously want to be brewing a lot sooner than what we are in our own facility, but we had a lot of fun at the brew pub. We got Cure has been banging out some uh, great recipes that we're excited to brew in a much bigger system. And, um, but getting our name out there has been a, you know, when you're contract brewing, you're not, you're not exactly a, you don't really as hands on as we all like to be hands on with anything. Um, especially Kier, um, such a perfectionist. We, uh, we can't wait to get our own little house together. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? But Kier, uh, I, we uh, all came together. I we did all, see, we've... sorry, Patrick. Uh, I did okay. see that just to, to note the collab, uh, this one right here, the Goza, uh, brooding collaboration with great South Bay, uh, which is right here in our backyard out here on Long Island. So, uh, yeah, we, had, we brewed it there. Um, but uh, Pat put together the collaboration with the band Gozu, actually, is the collaboration. And they're a metal band. But we actually just brewed it at uh, Great South Bay. Right. Oh. Uh, so, Pat, can you uh, confirm or deny the dodgy beer comment? Can you, uh, can you, can you elaborate <laughs> on what you're trying to uh, ship no, off to them? Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. Most of the beers <laughs> I saw them were good. But I, I, was, I was in a transition moment. And there may have been some dodgy beers. <laughs> um, but, I was in a dark but, part of my life. Listen, yeah, yeah. Those, those dodgy beers led to, this, to, to, to where we are now. Because, uh, you know, I walked into the bar one day to sell him beer. And he was telling me about the brewery. And he said he was looking for a sales guy. And I was like, I want the job. And he said, you're hired. That was my interview. And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. We have been known each other for many years, you know. I would yeah, we didn't really need to discuss much. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> we knew each other too well. I was going to assume your, your beard is probably your resume. That's it. It just shows your journey. <laughs> I like it. I've, I've been trying to it. grow. I can't, I can't get past like a certain stage. I really can't. Once it gets to one point. It's too out of control. You guys have all nice Kemp beards, and I just can't, can't do it. Uh, I just grow a half inch, and that's it. That's Here it. Here's yeah. Pat has got beards. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, Kier, you, you became the first uh, piece of the puzzle, as Patrick was saying. Um, where, where's your background coming from? And I know you said, uh, you know, a couple of things have had to happen for this to, to magically work. So give us a little bit of your perspective on the whole process. Um, well, I, I started uh, at Six Point Brewery down in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Yeah. And then before that, I was actually making whiskey over at Widow Jane, which is also in Red Hook. Mm-hmm. And it was... Um, at the right time, the right place, there was one of the brewers, which I kind of thank enough, Danny um, Bruckhart, who was taking a little sabbatical, and I was over at Six Point washing kegs, helping them out. And he was like, would you like to become a brewer instead of just washing kegs? And I was like, sure. <laughs> you know, I've been watching them for a while. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just come on board. We'll start getting you trained up, and then we'll see about brewing education. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, what do you mean by that? I was like, well, whenever like new people come on at Six Point, they will pay for them to go through the American Brewers Guild. Hmm. Um, they have a different kind of levels of that. And you can do, if you already have a job, you can stay working in the brewery instead of going to the school in Vermont. And they'll just test you throughout the, like the six months or something you're at the school. They, they send you the DVDs and you watch them along at the same time yeah. as other people. And um, yeah, I got that job. And, and I was there for like five years, something like that. And... Uh, um, Patrick hit me up uh, actually it was funny because it was through Instagram he messaged me and we were funnily enough both at Sierra Nevada in Mills River North Carolina because I saw one of his pictures from there and I was like oh hey I'm down here as well um, and he's like oh I'm on a tour I want to talk to you about something we get back to New York and I was like cool because <laughs> I'd heard through the grapevine that he's working on a project so I figured that was what that was and I was you know I was uh looking for a new venture six point was it was a great company but like they they would tell you all these great ideas and then they would never really come to fruition you know they're the, the oldest nearly one of the oldest breweries in new york city mm-hmm. and still no tap room <laughs> and still no tap room you know you think it's because of their location they don't think they would draw down there or do you think it's just a a, a direct you know constant conscious effort to not do that because they don't think it would work or they don't think it's worth the time or the effort or the whatever it might be. No, well, back when they first started, you weren't allowed a tap room. There was no, right. nobody. Ah. But then it, it just hasn't been worth it to open one, you think, for them? Or? No, they, there was no room in their physical space. And then ah. they worked with a landlord to get the bar next door. And then the, that building was basically in complete disrepair. Oh. So the landlord had construction guys come in and they were just – it just wasn't moving along quick enough. But then when Six One got sold to ABV, um, they came in and looked at a, a big wow. new space. But um, I've since heard that that's not happening now. I don't really know. Um, but uh, yeah, that's still the old adage of Six Point with no tap room. Yeah, I, I definitely think it would do well down there. Like they're a huge brewery, you know. Yeah. Every every time we went to like uh, GABF in Denver with them. Like people like, oh, I love resin. I love the double IPA. Like pre New England hazies, like people loved resin, you know? Yeah. It was one of the staples that they were known for. Most people mm-hmm. saw the cans, saw the artwork, you know, ide- a brand identification, I guess, is the key word there. Um, I, I remember going down there once looking for the tap room. We were, it was early on in our craft beer adventures, and we drive down, park out front, and we're like, so where's, where's the entrance? And it's just the gate with the, the, the star on it yeah it was it was 
bit of a nightmare because people would come down because Google had, oh, open from nine till five. Yeah. Uh, and technically that was just business hours. And we tried to change that two or three times and we don't know what was happening with this. Huh. But I had my thing where if people would come down and I had a bit of a you know, light day, I would invite them in or depending on where their accents came from. If I was like, <laughs> they rocked up with an Australian accent, I'm like, Australia to Red Hook. Oh shit, come in. Yeah, and I'd give them like a six pack to go and like, ha- like give them a quick tour around. But there was like, you know, six point of Red Hook was so small. You could stand there and just do this. That's the tour, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so these are bright tanks and these are mash tons. Have a good day. <laughs> That's it. They're basically next to each other. <laughs> and we were just talking before and uh, I've found it just interesting because I went on a little bit of an upstate New York trip. Uh, you were at, um, Plan B this this past weekend today actually today this morning yeah, so this yeah. morning that's not an easy trip I mean you guys are a little closer from the city than I am I have to do about a forty minute just to get to where you are but uh, you know it's one of those that kind of place where I've been hearing so much about uh, I've had their beer down here you know in drips and drabs that it's almost like a destination and I think what you guys are doing with the brewery and, and what you're trying to kind of put out there the visualization is is a key part of this the branding we're going to get into all that in a few minutes um it's going to attract people to come to that area and it it's a nice area i got people you know my my sister lives in lic which is not too far she's looking forward to having another brewery to go to uh you know and, and lots of people that have passed it along the way and we have people you know commenting on some of our posts over the last few days you know everyone's excited for you guys to to kind of get up and open because we've had a, a small sampling of the beer available out here on Long Island. Um, and I'll tell you, it was tough to find <laughs> some beer tonight. Uh, we went to three different places who all are sold out, which is, I guess, a definite positive thing for you guys. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I was like, Pat, hey, <laughs> Pat, if that's you can you. pass those places along <laughs> to us so we can restock them, that'd be great. Yes. Well, yeah. our buddy Mark uh, from Hopscotch, he's, uh, we're going to, I invite him to come in tonight and say hello. Um, he, I think he was one of the first ones to have, uh, readily available, uh, not in this last batch, but even before that, uh, the Electric Rhino, um, Death to Ego, the original, you know, three can lineup. I think you guys had. Yeah, um, that he was, was, he was. He used to come in and get it himself. Yes, he. Yeah, well, that's what he does, and that's why we yeah. like him so much. He loves the travel, and he loves bringing that small uh, brewery startup. He loves just getting you guys entry level, and then just getting it out to everyone around here. Yeah, I just realized that I was only like two minutes off my track because I live out in North Fork, Long Island. So it's on the way home. I even stopped in there today, but I didn't realize it was in one day. (laughs) That's awesome. We have uh, something very special coming up in a few weeks, guys. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about that after the show or in between. Uh, But uh, we we teamed up with him a few times in a couple of ventures. And uh, he's kind of our go-to guy. I mean, such a nice guy and just yeah. loves to get that beer out to everybody. So we'll just give him a shout-out, too, because oh, yeah. Cheers, he Mark. had the most recent batch uh, of Death to Ego with the, the double dry hop. And I think he had the Hells and he had one other. And I texted him as soon as we got the uh, confirmation from you guys. And he goes, nope, it's all guy, one can left of everything. And I went... Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> now I got to go. Tomorrow, tomorrow he's going to have our newest IPA. It's cognitive frequency. Yes, I saw that promoted. Yes. So that's that's what he's he was supposed to get two weeks ago, but it wasn't ready. And now we're we're dropping it everywhere right now. And we have a, another guy. I didn't know he to him one day. So I thought he was. Thought he was. I guess he's 
Yeah. I text him, he's like, oh, you got the key there. I'm like, I'm not going into your store, man. <laughs> I'm really, I got a goo on me right now and I'm not, I'm not going into a bar. <laughs> he's got cameras. You don't need to go near those. The, uh, the, um, the other store that I uh, usually try to frequent um, was Copex Fine Fair. Our buddy Frank uh, would, got the first batches of, uh, there you go, got some of the first batches as well. Um, he stocked, I guess, the Bushwick one, and then he brings some out here for a lot of the hard-to-find you know, New York City breweries. And uh, you know, that was my, one of my, those two, Hopscotch and Fine Fair, uh, first experience with Alewife when I saw it on the shelves. It's very hard to find elsewhere, but now... Today, I actually uh, got in touch with our buddy over at Beer City, Mike over at Beer City in Deer Park or at yeah. North, North Babylon or so. And he's got every single thing you've released in stock ready to go. So I'll give him a quick shout nice. out. I told him That's I would. Great. I talked to him today. I said, listen, th- thank you. Because <laughs> we were all stressing out, running all over Long Island trying to find who had any left. <laughs> I, remember, I remember doing that delivery. Fucking hell. It was like a whole van load. <laughs> I want to count. I'm like, what is this place? And then I pull up, I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's a weird it's got spot. Like four locations or something. And um, yeah, nice guy. And uh, yeah, yeah, can't wait guy. to drop here there again. I and he he uh, promotes it as well. And and he actually told uh, the guy at the West Babylon <clears throat> Brevage to tell us that it was there. So he didn't get his call. Yeah. He didn't jump on the cases when they were available. So again, just a. Hard to find, which is, I guess, a very good thing because then it makes it a more demand, you know, supply and demand kind of thing around here. And yeah. especially now, you know, knowing that you have a bunch of releases coming out, um, you know, and after the show, it, obviously, we're going to continue to promote and, and have, you know, the can art on there, which is dope. We got to really talk about your can art. I appreciate um, it. So, I mean, it, and again, what I've had from Electric Rhino to Death to Ego, how did those first few beers you know, come about? What was that first in, uh, release or what was that first batch all about? What were you trying to get forth there? I like Cure. Take that one. Um, well, those were just recipes I'd been coming up with for a while. I, you know, I, through, you know, the, I'd never really made up a lot of my own recipes uh, at Six Point. It was more of the other head brewer and then there was Eric, who was like the, the brewmaster guy. But I took a lot of influence from them, and uh, you know, Death to Eagle came about. Just some of my favorite favorite hops, Eldorado and Ozaka, and then just trying to balance a little bit of kind of malt along with a hazy. I don't just like it to be completely like devoid of any malt character. Some of the the beers, because you get them now, it's just like Pilsen, wheat, and oats, and then like that's it. You know, all of the wheat. Yeah, I, I I like to throw a little bit of uh, C10 in there, um, maybe some Munich, a little bit of Vienna sometimes, just to give it just a little extra color and a little bit like biscuit bready notes. Mm. Um, so that's like Death to Ego. And um, Electric Rhino was just uh, trying to be more sessionable. Mm. And please forgive me, but I cannot remember the hops in uh, Electric Rhino. It was that. Cashmere. Cashmere. There you go. Cashmere was a big one. Uh, yeah. I love Cashmere. Because we kept running out of the fucking hop, and we had to, <laughs> we couldn't make it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Because cashmere was getting popular, and it was only going to be the the farmers had only started growing a lot more of it to be harvested the next year. So I have contracts for that for the next three years, but it's because it's widely available now, you know. Um, but but I, uh, I remember like Kier making his first beers, and the the, the whole focus on everything, and and we kind of we. 
we clicked earlier on for the direction of beers because, and especially I think after we came back from Belgium, we done a, a, a drunken weekend in Belgium for a beer festival, and um, we kind of kind of agreed on on the direction of beers a little bit more, where it was you got to find your malt um, backbone for our beers, and so the first couple of beers are coming out malty, and like we're, we got. <laughs> We got demolished on on ratings because everyone wanted big and hoppy and hazy, yeah. but we were kind of focused on finding that magical sweet spot for our for our malt backbone, which I believe is is balanced. You know, you can you can add anything, you can add any amount of hops into a uh, and call it an IPA. But we really Pierre really worked hard at getting his uh, getting his malt base sorted for near enough every beer, and then uh, the, then the hops came gradually. We didn't pummel it. We like every batch was different. So Dead to Ego had a had a couple of turns in its life, and I I'm beyond over the moon with it now. I think it's just a perfectly balanced IPA where it's not too crazy, you know. But um, and uh, Electric Rhino got, followed the same path. But um, yeah, as Kier said, you know, we 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 stepped up with the malt game, and uh, it really shows, you know, like there's a good balance of beers, and that's what Alewife is kind of the. We we accepted that challenge and, and I, I guess it's uh it's kind of what we do now. We try to make very well balanced beer where it's not over the top on any side. The mall lends to the stability of the beers too. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying yeah. as a as a sales end the shelf life or the, the Yeah. That kind shelf of shelf life is very important because yeah. <laughs> I'm still there's still beers people are checking into them like, How the hell is that beer still there? Like some yep. place way upstate and I'm like yep. that was three years ago. How's yeah. it taste? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you well, it, you know, that's <laughs> going back to a well-made beer, a well-made yeah. beer will last a lot longer on the shelf than a poorly made uh, representation. And uh, I've seen it many times. You know, you could have something really fresh but poorly made and it doesn't taste that great. Then you buy something that's been around a little while but was made with real, you know, professionalism. Um, uh, it speaks a lot. Yeah, honestly, I find I find it. You know, I I was I was always digging at Kier and going like, what's what's the message of your madness here? And and it's really really down to the, our malt profile, and you know the hops will dissipate off, but the beer's still good, even if it's an older beer. And I am sure everything's frowned upon if it's an old beer, but I I I keep beers at home just so I can taste them every month or every three months or something, just to see where what direction it goes in. It's and, an interesting type of QC for sure. I haven't had a I haven't had a, a real bad one yet. Like I've never got real bad off flavors or nothing. And, uh, just just a dissipation of malt or of hops. That's it. What what uh what is your base malt you're using here? Um, I do split base malt actually, depending on what beer style of beer it is. Um, I can do uh, Golden Promise, Thomas Fawcett, yep. and also Raw Pale. Um, I usually split them for uh, IPAs. Um. New England IPAs, I'll split Pilsen and Golden Promise. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Pilsner's is Pilsen. Sure. Yeah. Uh, any, any New York State malts or, or you guys just a microbrewery? So not at the moment, <clears throat> primarily because when we were using um, the one barrel system, I was having, having malt pre-milled. So, because I didn't have a mill. I didn't, I didn't really want a mill because a lot of these small home brewing mills are just terrible. They break yeah. all the time. So I didn't want to be stuck with two, three hundred pounds of unmilled malt and not been able to use it. 
So I was buying pre-milled malt and the New York State producers, they weren't able to pre-mill stuff for me. So, and I didn't want to just run into it and buy a thousand pounds, two thousand pounds for a big batch of beer that I hadn't tested myself. So with, uh, with our, um, the new space, I will definitely be uh, speaking at Valley Malt and speaking to a bunch of other uh, maltsters. Uh, 1886? Yeah, yeah uh, those guys. Just because you can definitely tell. Absolutely incredible too. You can definitely tell when I have, I've had beers from uh, Chief Industrial Arts and you can tell when he's using New York State Malt. It just has a different taste to it rather than the mass manufacturer stuff from, there's nothing wrong with it, from Wireman or up in Brees, North Dakota, wherever. It just has like a little extra grain feel, you know, a little more malty, you know. A little more earth going on. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the New York State malts, um, they won't pre-malt, but so now you have, uh, uh, sorry, a uh, grain. Uh, we have a mill. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a mill. Have mill. Sorry, actually just got delivered the other day there. So, okay, so yeah. We oh, we to, gotta do that tomorrow, don't we? <laughs> yeah, that's on the that's on the docket. Fuck the mill tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, let's let's take it as a, a day in the life, real quick. So you go in. What time are you guys showing up tomorrow? Uh, Seven a.m. Always. Yeah, and is, is it no. a? So, no. <laughs> like it the recording of this, please. <laughs> <laughs> and It'll be up on all our platforms. We don't. Uh, usually, we get there nine-ish. Um, okay. If I'm in the, if I'm staying in the city, I'll get there a lot earlier. But it's a like sometimes it's a two hour drive for me to get there in the morning. Jeez. And um, but then I'll stay in like I'll either stay at the brewery or I'll stay at my brother's house. And um, but Kira get in usually before me or whatever. But then we go. Um, it's just been construction, you know, and and it's just been we should be built by now. Um been very frustrating trying to get people together and work and well, i guess there was a pandemic may have slowed some shit down but <laughs> still i know they're working but when we got our work permit for uh during the pandemic as an essential service we uh we, we figured we'd get going and then we ran into a couple of problems and then a lot of people are busy and they're delayed so we're we're i'd say we're nearly 85 percent done well take us uh, to that yeah. that first day so when when did you acquire the building oh i have no idea two years ago <laughs> Okay, so what was what was some of the first things that needed to be done? Was there a lot of uh, demo that needed to be done to open? Yeah, there were some offices plans? there. There was a lot of op- like offices within this big space. It used to be a garage, and then it went into a TV and radio repair shop. Hmm. And then we got to drive a forklift through all the offices and demolish everything. <laughs> it was fucking really good fun. <laughs> so there is some benefits. To yeah, do it and then, that's fun. I guess we built the cooler first. We 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 we'd done everything ourselves. Um, nice. I was still in a in a funding kind of thing, trying to sell my businesses and trying to find investors. And so we don't we the three of us really busted our ass and worked as hard as we could during them tough days. Hmm. Um, and um, then it was applying, like doing drawings, getting plans, trying to get the engineers working with the architects and vice versa. And it's a long process. And I was remember you just mentioned Chief earlier. He's like, you think you'll do it in a year, but it's actually going to take you about three years. <laughs> So, Jesus. you know, we've been together for three years or more, but it's uh, two years on this one on this one building. Um, but I'm hoping we'll be crushing it now in the next couple of weeks. We're just actually just waiting for our SLA license. But um, ah. build-out has been a challenge and a half. Like, I've I've built many, many businesses, but this one is just it's tough, man. It's, uh, you know, the boys what, have been what great. Was the, 
the state of uh, the the plan or the process when the pandemic hit? Where were you guys at at that point? Uh, I think I think we're still. Kira, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, were we digging, or were we? Do we finish that? I I feel like when the pandemic hit, we had like everything was like ready to go. Oh, we did the digging already. Oh, yeah, because well, the digging was during the winter. It was really cold. I remember that. Oh, okay, right. So we dug the the holes for the floor drains. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Steve, Stevie Wonder and the crew dug those floor drains. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because one of them's like this, and one's like this. <laughs> Ever see a dog talk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, nah. Yeah, and then everything hit, and we just had to slow down. And um, yeah. But then when when we got all our permits and we were able to start working again, um, we got the guys back in and they moved along slowly but surely this 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 last two weeks has been fantastic though it's been really exciting the glycol yeah. guys mark um has finished the glycol um yeah. the electricians just got to uh hook up all the thermometers and um we have a like a fermentation control panel from craft automation it needs to be hooked up um our fooders came in uh, oh, so, yeah that was our question we were talking about that, that, for that video <laughs> man that's got to be sweet seeing those babies come in yeah, they came in a little yeah. early, but we, we we couldn't say no, you know. Yeah, the food or crafters put <laughs> an awesome deal out when it was like fifty percent down, fifty percent in a year. I know. So you remember we really kept going back and forth on that, and you were like, "No, we don't need them yet. We don't need them yet." I'm like, "Dude, this fucking deal's running out in a week. We got to take it." So we took it. Yeah. So what? What's the first thing? I mean, uh, they're not in yet, obviously. So, or are they? Not here. Feeders they're are in. in there. Nice. Yeah. yeah, they're in there. So what's yeah. what's the first thing you're gonna fill those bad boys with? Um, well, the fermenting, we have a fermenting fooder. So that one's like just going to keep being used for different things. Um, oh, nice. I'm thinking, you know. Got to be the Saison with Bond, right? Yeah. So I want to do a Saison with Bond Place Brewing. Don't know if you heard of the guys from Pennsylvania. We've heard of it. I've yeah. Yeah. There's, Sam's an old, old friend of mine. I actually, I tell him he needs, he should give me stock in his brewery because I gave him the home brewing magazine. It started him on the way. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He still has it. He still has it. You um, owe me. And um, yeah, twenty percent binder's fee. I do. Yeah. I want to do a saison with him, and uh, I want to do something with Evan from Plan B as well. Yeah. Um, and the other one. Do they have but, some um, crazy stuff going on? Um, Plan B is probably one of the most yeah. amazing breweries in New York State, if not the most amazing brewery. I'll make it an analogous uh, comment to what you were just saying. I gave my first uh, audio mixer to a kid that lived in my town. He ended up producing uh, Eminem's album and somebody else's album. And he's a pretty well-known artist now himself. And I gave him his first mixing board. And I, I actually texted him when I heard back from him. I said, dude. Anything you can help me out? <laughs> Anything at all? <laughs> Pay it forward? I mean, I was doing you a favor. Can I get my mixing board back at least signed by somebody? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Have him spill a drink on it. And that's good enough. I'm okay with it. That's funny. That's but that's funny. it. I mean, like, you, you, I, that's the same thing. I've been trying to help people out. As a teacher, I you know, try to help kids out along the way. And then just in the, in the future, I'm not looking for something back, but just even like a, hey, shout out here and like, cool. It makes me feel like it was worth it. So I get, I get the, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all cool. That's very good. Shout out. Or yeah. stocking. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and see, um, we had a, what else did we do? We done the, I think we done the boiler next. Boiler, we got the boiler near enough. We bought the boiler right away, didn't we? Yeah. 
Yeah, the boiler. They were like the boiler and so, the chiller came near enough at the same time. Yeah, so we got the boiler pretty quickly, just because Columbia boilers were going on like a bit of a backlog, mm. and they were like, "Gotta get your order." And they might have been pulling my leg. But I was like, you know, that's because the boiler's going to take. That will be the last thing to get signed off on by the city, and it's the very first thing we bought. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I just know how long that takes. So we want to get that done as soon as possible. What, uh, then, what size system are we looking at uh, you guys are going to be brewing on? We have a, a 10, 10 barrel, three vessel. You know? okay. So we originally just had a two vessel, which was going to go in the brew pub. And yeah. it was custom it was made for the brew pub. A mash mixer, kettle, whirlpool, mm -hmm. and then a lauder ton. But then we added a wor okay. another whirlpool to the, like, the, the, the back of it because... You know, once you've finished uh, mashing in, send all the mash to the lauder, back to the kettle, and boil it, and then wait for it to cool down for your New England additions, and then um, whirlpool it, and then knock it out, and then you can mash in your next batch. That takes forever. So yep. as soon as you finish boiling, knock it right out into another vessel to cool down, and then start mashing in. That's going to speed you up so much. And we just had... We just had Niall down from Hudson Valley Fabrication um, to come and uh, fabricate it all, which was it was awesome because we I could literally just tell him like, "Hey, I want to be able to do this," and he's like, "Okay, well, we need to connect that to there, that to there, that to there." And then I was like, "Okay, but I'd, it'd be so cool if I was able to do this because we have a hot back as well." So mm. that that's I really wanted a hot back just for like infusing like some uh, fresh hops, wet hops. And also just other like um, things as well because there's a brewery, um, three chiefs out on the west coast, and when they're doing their big imperial stouts, they're using a hot back and they're putting in like cinnamon and, and red pepper in the hot back, and they're recirculating the wort through that, and then they're checking the wort to see if it has enough extraction, and then when they are, then they send it on. I don't know if they're adding more to fermentation, but. So it's more or less, we got the plans of the brewery, and we scrumple them up, and we threw them out, <laughs> and Clear yeah. and I just fucking Jimmy rigged the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was pretty awesome to just be able to like, well, I wanted to do this as well, and he's like, okay, and then we just cut that pipe, cut that pipe, weld that one together, and uh, yeah, Niall, Niall hooked it up, and it was awesome. I remember sitting there listening to Kier going, what if, what if, and I was like, if I hear more, well, what if? Like, this, guy, this guy was coming down for five days, five days. He's going to be here for a month. And then, but no, he the Niall, Niall and Kier like really worked in two days. And Kier texted me, he was like, I think he's going to be out of here tomorrow. I'm like, no fucking way. He was yeah. boss for 30 things. And I, he, he's just amazing. So any aspiring brewers out there that want to build a brew, brew house, I would definitely give Niall a call from Hudson Valley Brewery. He really crushed it for us. Hudson Valley us. Fabrication. Yeah. yeah. He, he saved our life. It saved our, saved our skin a bunch of times because we had a um, DME were supposed to come down and do the installation. Is who we bought our, um, our, our equipment from. Oh, and um, with the, uh, with the pandemic and stuff, it would have, they couldn't come down. Um, from Canada. So we, were, we were put a, oh, right. They'd be the kind of locked uh, out. They were, they were going to be in, um, they were going to be in isolation for a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Twice. they, they, uh, they came down and our, and we, we got a, who do we get Niall's number from? I think it was KCBC. Yeah. And they, uh, they hooked us up and I called Niall and, and I, 
I talked to him for a little bit and then I said, Kerry, he won't be able to come down and make it for three weeks. He's like, take that fucking guy down here right now. We That's need him right old. now. So it was yeah. like, yeah, three weeks is a really <laughs> short time. I'm thinking, oh, I need him by Monday, man. <laughs> We've heard uh, <clears throat> Hudson Valley Fabrication from other people as well. Uh, I think I was searching for him online, but they don't have an Instagram account. I guess you just got to go through uh, the, the web or whatever to find. No, uh, he doesn't. I was, I was giving him some shit about it. So I started taking a bunch of pictures and yeah. I was like, sent. I was like, yeah, here, start your Instagram. Start Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make it easy for these guys, especially the breweries today. I mean, your social media is like your lifeblood. You yeah, guys, guys have had a, a tremendous, you know, you had a big change from your brew pub over now to the brewery. So you had to kind of almost abandon one of the accounts to go to the new one, though you're using the old one to kind of tell people to go over this one. How, how is that all working for you in regards to the social media? Is it, is it really helping out the brewery? Maybe even um, can, can lend some ideas on that too. <laughs> good, go ahead. As being part of the sales, right? I mean, you got to have your, your social media yeah. accounts to really boost the brand. Hey, I'll say like Pat did a hell of a job at social media for a long time by himself, which is not easy. He's very tenacious and like putting out, um, you know, just post after post of, of, of uh, you know, stuff that was relevant to what we were doing. But recently he brought on a woman who's been doing our, our stuff for the last couple of weeks and she's fantastic. She's really yes. cool to work Welcome with. Welcome release. A shout out to Laura. Cheers, Laura. Yeah, yeah. She was our uh, first contact back when we uh, yep. got back in touch with you. So, yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, she's Very fantastic cool. because for me, I'm I'm moving around most of the time, like trying to hit hit accounts, and I always have it in the back of my mind that I have to shout stuff out. So it's nice to just be able to send a quick text or a quick photo that I took on the road to her, and she'll put it up like instantly, and it's great. It's even nicer that I don't have to nag you both for pictures and shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the new photos came in. Give me the pictures, goddammit. it! I know, right? yeah, yeah, I'll give Laura a big shout out. She's awesome. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's funny with people's uh, breweries, Instagrams. I just, I'd like to throw this out to any other brewers that are listening. Um, you know, you can always post a lot of pictures of your beers, like, you know, like this. As a brewer, eh, I don't really care. If you're posting pictures of, like, your, your processes and maybe, like, doing little videos about stuff as well, like how you're maybe kegging up your beers or yep. the way some, something works on your equipment, that is very clutch. That is what I want to see. My most ever t talked about, um, um, like uh, interacted with on other people was when I was at Six Point, we had this kegging machine, like hung from the ceiling, had like eight lines coming down to it. And I got so many questions about it that I did a video about it, like a four or five part video, uh, breaking it down, stripping it down, cleaning it, putting it back together and showing everybody how it worked. I had thousands of views on that one and like, wow. it, like 80, 90 comments and people like, oh, that's really cool. Because some other people, I go to bigger breweries than what I was working at, and they just have like two Sankeys filling one keg, filling another keg, and yeah. it's like that must take you all day. You've got to do like a hundred or something. Mm -hmm. and I'm 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 filling thirty, forty barrels within like thirty-five minutes because I'm working with eight Sankeys, <laughs> and yeah, like it's it was it was very that was a very uh, cool thing on my Instagram. It, it was actually funny because I was known as uh, I call myself the Six Point Brewer. And I got like over 4,000 followers, but it was because people thought I was six points Instagram. They thought I was the main one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I got, got 50,000 followers. They're like, this guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah. This place is great. 
The, uh, the behind the scenes, though, is a big deal. I think for, for Pete and I, who were not brewers, Steve uh, had his own brewery, um, would understand a lot of, you know, the, the behind the scenes stuff for us, you know, to, to kind of delve more and more guest by guest into the, the behind the scenes stuff was, is the most interesting thing for us to find out, you know, what's going on behind that taproom wall um, and to, to get tours and to, to kind of really sit there and have, have the brewers give us some time. To, to ask questions, to find out more. I have no ambition of being a brewer, but yet I am so interested in how everything back there works. Because from the comment of, if you can make bread, you can make beer, to when what you walk into in a brewery and you see the pipes going every which way and the, the gauges and everything, you're like, there's no way this is like making bread. Get out of here. You're a liar. <laughs> I love following around the pipes. So you walk in and you start from like the mash tun and you're just like, where does that go? Yeah, you're looking at that, and you just you got to figure everything out, and that's why, you know, I I, I talked to quickly the boys at Greenport Beer and Ale because they had it. They have a DME system, and yeah. um, I, you know, I got sent a uh, a filter for moving the wort from the kettle through the um, heat exchanger into the whirlpool, and I got this little kind of sock filter thing to add in line. And I was like, oh, but what if it gets clogged up? What am I going to do? And then I saw on the, the one at Greenpoint Beer Nails, they just built a bypass with like an extra butterfly, a couple of valves and yeah. a pipe. And I was like, yeah, that's really obvious. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> and then, but it was just, I'd never had that, you know, this piece of equipment to work with before. So when I saw it there, I was like, ah, amazing. I love pipes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just to clarify, that was Green Point, right? Not Green yes. Port. Yeah, yeah Green Point Beer and Ale, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, we get to, I say that all the time. I say Green Port Pint. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> when they have, so, did you know? Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, nice, yes. dude. Nice. Oh, yeah, good. Bring out the good stuff. You're laying it down. Damn. Is the season? Yeah. Actually, I got this one for free um, because I popped into the KE beverage in New Paltz. Yeah, and uh, I dropped off a few cans of our beer, and gave them a sell sheet. And the guy's like, "Oh, yeah, you guys just disappeared." And it's because we weren't distributing through um, craft, Union. craft craft brewers guild, right? And kind of the Hudson Valley. So yeah, they, the beer. guy was like, "Oh, you used to sell cases of your beer week," and I'm just like, "Well, you can buy it again now. You just have to give me a call, and I'll bring it up on Fridays." You know? <laughs> Cool. Uh, actually, I yeah, I picked up uh, I picked up a six of Rothhouse pills, Ooh, and then nice. I got the this is the Wizen, and I got the Marzen as well. I already had that one. Oh, the Marzen. Yeah, my favorite one is the Hellas. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, Hellas. They're Hellas. Hellas. Killer. Well, I yeah. got the goes, so that's all that matters to me. There we go. <laughs> After a whole uh, day yesterday, I drinking a Plan B. This fits right into my taste palate because that was all of those types of uh, wild ale. Uh, open fermentation food. Uh, it was just crazy stuff they have there. So is that one of the things you really like to do moving forward is to kind of follow along that path, considering it's uh, one of your favorites or are you guys looking to do stuff like yeah, uh, cool I, I, ships? Or are you looking for something like that in the future? So I would love to have a cool ship like up on the roof, like build kind of a little timber frame structure and put a cool ship up on the roof. Um, but I will say we need to do, experiments i need to do some experiments on on the roof with just like a tub of water up there and then see what can be cultivated from up there yep. because honestly if it's just fumes running off the long island railroad trains coming in there <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna work you know, you know we can you, joke and we can do oh we, we get some diesel up there yeah <laughs> you can you can definitely like put in a coal ship and just have a sealed room 
and like cover the wooden rafters in Britannomyces pediococcus, like all sorts of stuff. Huh. And, you know, it's a lot of thing where people say, what do you mean by wild ale? How is it spontaneous? Is, how, what do you mean by mixed culture? And there's a whole different kind of level of what people think these things are. And, um, you know, you could, you could cool it in a cool ship, but then you can also pitch yeast in it, you know? It, that's right. not spontaneous. It could be mixed culture. It, it, you could have cultivated a, a spontaneous culture, and then is that a wild ale? I don't know. I'm, it's it's tough, <laughs> but we definitely want to do stuff like that. You know, gets, but it need needs to be experimented with first, because yeah. you've you've no so idea what's up there floating around. Petri dishes all over Queens. <laughs> See <what's laughs> the best, best. I'm gonna say uh, Flushing Meadows Park might be a pretty good one. Yeah, could be, could be. East um, yeah. ways. Yeah, you guys have been, uh, you know, really producing hardcore right now. Like you said, you've been distributing now. Um, I would say a good couple of months we've seen the beers now start to creep out here as well. What is, uh, what's, what's the process right now? I know you guys said you were doing a lot of collaboration. You're doing some, um, uh, contract brewing. So what's, what's the current plan, uh, to get away from that once the brewery is open? Just get our brewery open, man. That's what we really <laughs> yeah. want to do. We want our own house, you know? Yeah. We have, we have two different places. We have Torch and Crown up in the Bronx. Ah, okay. And then uh, Great South Bay is doing some stuff for us as well. Ah. Um, we, we turned to Great South Bay because the volume. of the... Um, we want to do a kind of a smaller batch. And also Torch and Crown was getting really busy. Um, and we needed to... Like, we would come up with an idea and be like, oh, we want to fit this in next week. And they're like, no, mm -hmm. like next month. And we're like, you know... And then it takes another two weeks, so it's like six weeks. That's like half your summer, yeah. you know? So if I wasn't on the ball with the recipe and be like, oh, this would be a good idea, that's a great idea. And then you're like six weeks away from that idea yeah. being on the market. That's, that's a hell of a lifetime. And so, the, the timing of it from a distribution point is really tough when they can't like execute when you need them to execute. And, you know, those guys are great. They make, they make killer beer. Actually, while I have the talking stick, I just want to throw something out there about beers out by you. Yeah. Superstar Beverage, we just re-upped those guys, and also Universal Beverage. And, uh, I know Universal, and Mr. Yep. Mr. Beery's has some of our beer, too. Ah. And Beth Pidge. Yes, I know of Mr. Beery's. Love me some I Mr. Beery's. Yes, exactly, dude. <laughs> if, you, if you go further east too, you'd be in. Um, we're in First and South in Greenport. Uh, right, you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I met you there a year ago. Wayside. And there's a great butcher's called Wayside. All our beers are in there too. Where, so where is it? Butchers. In Bayside. <laughs> it's in uh, North Fork. Oh, it's Oak. on the North Fork. Okay. It's, it's called Wayside. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's called Wayside. Wayside. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, going back to like the thing where like getting beers on the market quickly, it's, you know, when you're with a bigger brewery, like I was before, yes. they like sell the beer before you've even made it, you know? <laughs> so they'll like, they'll go to all the distributors around the country and be like, yo, we're coming up with this beer. How much do you want of it? How many pallets? How many like kegs? And then once they get all those numbers from all the distributors, then they make that beer, you know? Mm. And so with a smaller brewery, you just make the beer and then try to sell sells. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, once you get to a certain point, it, it becomes the other way around, you know, and then you just, you, you yeah. ask we, what we'll people be, want and then you sell it. 
We'll so be dialing definitely... back a little bit. We won't be making as big a batches as we have to with with um, brewing the way we are right now. We'll hopefully we'll be doing like because we got twenty bar fermenters and forty bar fermenters, so it'll be a little bit more fun. We'll be coming up with a little bit more creativity because it's ourselves, and um, you know, smaller batches are I, more pleasing and more experimentation. Mm-hmm. And also the economy of it becomes easier, right? Yeah. Uh, so the economy becomes easier because we're making it on our own. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We really want to try and, uh, from what I've talked to Pat about, like think outside the box where it comes to wholesalers because we'd like to avoid them for now if we can. Yeah, I have no interest going with distribution for a long time. Yeah. I mean, is it at this point, we're only focusing on cans, right? I mean, no one's really taking barrels in as much as well, they were. Or I thought that today too until I talked with Pat. And I, he's like, I just sold out our kegs. I'm like, what? I thought nobody was drinking kegs anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, where are those going? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a fine line. It's definitely a fine line, but Pat seems to have it down because he'll yeah. ask for like 16 kegs and they'll be out on the first week. And then the cans will start to trickle out as well. Because it's like, you know, we're, we're, you know, not to be a Debbie Danner, but we're really concentrating on supermarkets right now hmm. because we have no idea how long the pandemic's kind of going to go on for and what the effects on the bar is going to be but also it's going to get cold right and if new if it turns out to be a cold new york city then you know this outdoor dining that we're allowed permanently right who who's going to be out there who gives a shit if you can yeah 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 yeah. it's It's like march of the penguins everybody like this (laughs) huddled around a pint you know i just read their uh their mandate today on like you know they're allowing um propane for the first time in manhattan and you know you need a fucking lot of propane to, uh, <laughs> to keep you warm in New York winter. You know, my mom was telling me, uh, uh, and then they're allowing electric heaters, but propane is only on the street side, so not on the sidewalk. Right. Um. So God, for us, that's we have two of those, but we've luckily we have a big space and the brewery, so you know. But it's not. It's not about like us in the brewery. It's. It's you know we. It's hard looking at all our friends that have bars and, and they don't know what's going on like for tomorrow. The, uh, just the, uh, the uncertainty makes everything awkward. Um, it's tough. Peop- yeah, they don't know. People want the stuff, but they don't want to. They don't want to pull the trigger on it until they know for sure that the weather is going to be nice. And yeah. who knows if they're going to shut everything down again? You know, we'll see right. what happens on that level. Uh, yeah. Shoreline Beverage is another place that has. They go up and hunting. Ah, yeah. they got a great. We working. He's going right down his list. He's like, boom. They're, they're, they're popping in my head, and you know, I know from I know from experience that you can't leave anybody out on this. No, level. of you course gotta, not. You got to remember everybody, or you're in trouble. Well, I used Price to actually sponsor. drive Price up the shoreline. Uh, shoreline Beverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stu, Stu <laughs> Hand, man, I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. He always had everything that you would want in stock. You get he has is an email blast, so you get like the latest and greatest. Of their uh, Instagram is kept up to date. So if you go onto yeah. any of these guys, I think that's the big thing. Because yeah, I can go to a website, but how many people change their website at the that day? You know, not not. Wait, everyone's... is that for like breweries or are the whole are the like the the bar? Oh, oh, yeah, I saw yeah. breweries yeah. do a really good job at doing the website because they have new releases. So they constantly have to kind of keep that updated. But in regards to like the distributors, it you know, is. it's gotta be, you know, the, uh, the Instagram or the social media. Cause you can advertise something. The minute it walks in that door, pop it up on Instagram and boom, it's set. Yeah. yeah. And I feel a lot of them don't even do that. They may just post like, Hey, we have this one beer. 
Well, you know, you know, and it'll I, be I, gone I noticed, in like two days. <laughs> I, I noticed a lot of the guys though. Once, once, I mean, as soon as it walks in the door, social media is great for this. They'll put it on their counter and they take a picture of it and they're like, "Hey, we have this right now." I know. I've seen uh, Bellport Dave do that and Hickful Beer and Soda and and uh, some guys, Shoreline, some guys. There's so many of them that do that because they have to because if they only got a small amount out there. Um, you want people to know that you have it because they're going to come looking for it. Uh, mm-hmm. And especially now that, that you know, you guys have been doing some more releases. Um, I know I've been seeing it on, on a bunch of the social media of some of the home D's yep. uh, posting that they have it. So that's, that's yeah, what I, I think. I always check in with a market hopscotch and go, um, I see like, oh, I pop in every two weeks or so and on the way home. Uh, but I follow him on Instagram, so <laughs> yeah, I'm usually right off the highway and in to get a get a beer and, and, a, and a grilled cheese and a grilled cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Ryan's cooking amazing stuff in that little tiny thing back there. I haven't had their food there yet because I'm uh, always uh, in and out, you know. I just just the uh, gourmet grilled cheeses will make me want to just stay there all night. I do love a good grilled cheese. Oh. Oh, <laughs> well, we're doing a um, collaboration wise. We're doing a. Um, we're working now with um, Tin Man from Buffalo mm. and uh, Lone Pine from Portland, Maine right now. Love us uh, in Lone Pine. We haven't jumped in. We haven't jumped into the recipe yet here, right? No, I, I feel like a lot of these collaborations is the home team comes up with a recipe. Yeah. And the away team looks at him and is like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. So yeah. like, you, you know your system. You're like, you know, I, I feel as if like, you know, if I start going, hey, what if you change this? And then they're like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's our recipe. You don't know. Gallons of Riesling uh, grape juice tomorrow from Shin Estates in Long Island. Oh wow! Like, are we even confirmed that we're using the fucking grape juice? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting three kegs no matter what, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's going to be a fun collaboration. They're very easy going. You can tell by the emails, and uh, we're all friends with Chatsil from um, Thin Man. So we're we're um, this is my first time. I'm going to be at. Um, Lone Pine. I'm, I Kier was there a couple of weeks ago, and um, I think it'll be a fun collaboration. It's definitely going to be super delicious anyway. Because yeah, what we're reading so far in emails is is impressive. So Lone Pine has been one of those ones that have uh, just hit the scene. Same thing on on social media and all that. That we were up in Boston uh, a couple of weeks in a row, and that's the first thing I look for in the local distributors up there because we don't see it down here. You can get yeah. it in Boston, but you can't I, get it I'll down admit. here. I never heard of them until I was up in Portland, Maine, coincidentally, just for a vacation, because that's where like New York City is going for vacations right yep. now, because you're allowed, went, you're allowed in Maine. Yep. I went three weeks ago to Maine because yeah. of that reason. And I, I, I got the email about this collaboration, and I was like, oh, I'm, I was at Austin Street Beer Company, and Lone Pine was like right around the corner. And I went to go there, but they closed super, like, they, I think they were closing at 8 p.m., and I got there like 7.45 and she was like, oh, you're free to wait. Like you would be the next person in if someone leaves. But I really don't think anyone's leaving right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But I had their, I did have their pale ale at um, this awesome oyster bar. Um, and it was, it blew my mind because it took me back to like, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say it was filtered or fine, but it was clear, you know, mm. so it was one of the two. And it was just had a great balance of hops, malt, like kind of dank, kind of piney. Mm. And it was like IPAs of old. And I 
absolutely Bangin'. loved it. It was my favorite beer when I, while I was up there. And, you know, I know Bissell Brothers, but this was just reminiscent of, like, the early beers that I loved. Um, you know, they, they're, they, they just make banging beers, man. Yeah. I'm so excited to get up there. Yeah. And I'm just work with them for a couple of days. And, and you know, like, these be old, as Keir says, the older beers, but they need to come back a little bit, you know? Like, they're, they were quite epic at the time, and I'm sure they still carry through. I haven't had a Lone Pine beer now in about a year, but I know where you're coming from, you know? Mm-hmm. They just, sell beer here in New York now. Yeah, yeah, they're distributed through Remarkable. Uh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen much in our local areas. Uh, keep an eye out. Maybe down in – you have? No, I said I'll have to keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah, because we – like I said, I picked up at least three or four different varieties in our trip up to Boston. Uh, the one I have left right now is the Sour, the Sparkler, and yeah. it's, uh, it's delicious. It's good. Oh, I mean, wait. They, made... they have a beer called the Sparkler? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow, that's funny. Um, so does Six Point. They have Sparkler oh. as well. <laughs> that's right. Ah. So they can go argue about that. <laughs> maybe they use the, maybe they use the, and that's what separated it. Like, oh, oh yeah, the sparkler in your right? Yeah, but the, the, bro- the, the thing there, the six points one was a brute IPA, so that's kind of uh, like you know, that, but that was one of my favorite brutes. We should that's do awesome. the sparklers. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely mess with all of them. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because little insider uh, info was like now six, you know, uh, six point have the beer, the crisp, you know, mm. and so many people are using crisp to identify the beer, like. Yeah. And it's, I don't think they can do anything because it's not the name. It's just those three words people have to yeah. put yeah, on their cans. So they're like, we can't really stop people saying crisp, you know? <laughs> we don't get Unless a trademark. Stone. Unless you're stone. And then, yeah. then Don't ever say stone in anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I, feel, I feel like uh, Greg, right? Stone Greg? I think he's just looking for a massive payday. Because it's Miller Coors, <laughs> you know, Greg. and he, he has to defend it everywhere to be able to get the massive payday. <laughs> you know, like fuck it. You know what, man? Where do you want to go to court anymore? Take all our money. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. He 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 lost all that money in uh, in Berlin. You know, when he had to give up the Berlin brewery oh, yeah. to Brewdog. <laughs> and that's another massive powerhouse over in England. I mean, those guys started with a TV show. That's how I heard of them. They're pretty much massive everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. now they're everywhere. You could, there's a billboard in New York City somewhere that has, you know, the yeah, logo, not, logo and Mickler, yeah. Mickler and 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 Brewdog just shot through the ceiling really in the last couple of months or years. So Brewdog started way up in the north of Scotland in this area called Fraserburgh, mm-hmm. which is known as the Broch, and I'd never heard of them at all, um, even though I'm from Scotland. And then I I, I started to hear of them and. Um, uh, you know, they were just getting going because they were like against the grain and they were punk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now, I don't know, when you sell like 20% of your company at a private equity, like where, where's the punk there? I'm not <laughs> sure, you know. But I, I was on their TV show once as well. Oh, yeah, uh, which episode? I watched all of it. Uh, New, the New York City, when they done the, the home the home brewers. Through, did they do it through the, the, the window of the apartment? Is that the one? Yeah. I know so that was supposed to be six points episodes with, with uh, Shane. But then Shane was like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm not going to be in New York. I'm over here. I'm over there. And then, <laughs> you know, they, it was going to be Danny and Heather were going to be on it. And then all of a sudden, um, Shane was like, no, if I'm not going to be there, six point isn't going to be represented. So it was like, ugh. But then I ended up reaching out to Martin Dickey 
Um, and this is a point to anyone who wants to like email anyone in the brewing industry. Take their first name, the name of the brewery, .com. Just email them. It's going to get there, you know? Yeah. And I did. And I started talking to Martin Dickey, and he was like, oh, yeah, you should totally come along. So then we went along, and we got on, you know, the people at the end that talks to James, and how do you find the beer? It's great, you know? So, yeah, he was also filming my head while I was washing kegs and stuff down at Six Point. <laughs> So I, that, those guys, like I said, hit the scene uh, through the TV show to me. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing the brand out there going, wait a mm-hmm. second. I knew they were representing BrewDog, but never really recognized it as a brand sold over here. I thought it was a very small craft beer bar. Over I think they've been here for, for a long time. I remember, Jesus, back when, how long ago did I, we were, my wife and I, she's over here cooking dinner. We, uh, we um, they came, James came to town. I'd say eight, nine, ten years ago. Easy, Pat. That, wow. we, we had him in the bar like before I went to Smutty. So that's, I have I have a terrible conception of time. So yeah, yeah, no, it's like uh, mid mid to late two thousand. Right. Oh wow, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's mid to late two thousand. Oh, you mean like two thousand five? No, it was more like two. I, I would say seven, eight, or not. Like like towards the end of the decade. Right. So eight to ten years ago. It was uh, it was funny. Exactly. James, <laughs> James, James told me he was a victim of the uh, six point open nine till five, and he came oh, really? down and no one was there. And, uh, and you could left. have been the guy out there. Wait, you're from Scotland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, if I think from Australia, I might let you in. It was funny because I don't I don't think at that time when he told me he went down, I wouldn't I didn't know who Brewdog was, but because I would have recognized the accent, I would have been like, oh, come in. <laughs> I I just they were in that same area on TV uh, when the when craft beer was starting to become like a, a popular televised thing with you know with Sam uh, from from Dogfish yep. yeah yeah and and doing his show and then you know people like a, uh, a Zane Lamprey you know three sheets where we go to a brewery a distillery and then a bar you know th- yeah. those were I started getting really introduced to. Uh, the bigger world outside of my local area through those TV shows. And I think a lot of people also followed that. So that was a, that was a big deal. What was the one dogfish done? Um, um, I forget what it was called. He was the host. I remember, Cause I remember going to Times <laughs> Square. Was great, it so was, good. I don't know. I went to the one in Times Square. It was filmed there. We got invited. We went with, uh, Pat, remember Dennis Flynn? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember he had the rap? Remember the few other guys? Any, man? It was so good, dude. And they they were asked, yeah, <laughs> with the forties. <40s. laughs> that was great. Uh, well, oh my the, god! The, the sad thing about um, Sam's show and like why it got cancelled was because it was on Discovery Channel yeah. and ABV Budweiser was a big sponsor, and they were like, "Oh, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah. can knock this shit off." And it yeah. was like <laughs> <laughs> he was like the yeah, only the like episode five episode season that. ever. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I was I was disappointed that it got cut off. I liked the one where they were doing the uh, was it the kombucha where they were spitting out the corn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ch- Ch- chicha, chicha. That's what it was. Chicha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one was like, ugh. and I, then they, they they brewed it up in the Milton Delaware uh, brew pub, and then they told people uh, after they drank it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's basically your mouth milling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like for me um, when people are like, "Oh, what do you mean? What's haggis?" I'm like, just try it first. Yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> it was, uh, 
I think it was Brewmasters. It comes up as Brewmasters. Yeah, you're right, right. That's yeah, 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 right. Uh, which is I was in the, the um, what is it? I done um, the interview. They were like, uh, they'd made one in Egypt, so it's what the, the I guess the slaves would have been drinking or making at the foot of the pyramids or whatever. Until we find out it was the aliens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they brought but, um, down the uh, the chicha. Oh. That's it right. Was, uh, that's I remember the... saying it was like, so what did you think of the beer? I'm like, they think fucking sand. So yeah, I guess it was pretty pretty <laughs> correct for the time being, you know. <laughs> that was yeah. with uh, Pat McGovern from yes. Penn University. Um, I remember that one. I went to a talk with Pat McGovern and Sam Calzoni in the basement <laughs> of the Ace Hotel, and it was all about the. Uh, it was for promotion for the Ancient Ales book. Yes, uh, that's the one I, I, I have a picture of me and Pat on Instagram when I had my beard at the absolute longest, like down <laughs> here, and we had the same length beard. But I'm sure, yeah, his, his wife endorsed it, but my but girlfriend didn't. With the beard. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's just so many, you know, those kinds of stories. Have you guys uh, kind of experienced some of those crazy moments throughout this time that really would exemplify what? The, the brand and the, and the brewery is all about between the three of you. Um, awkward silence, but not really <laughs> Dude, I was I was gonna throw it before that in the in the pandemic. If the pandemic proves anything, you're breathing that stuff every day, so there's no need to be grossed out by it. It's like uh, you know, it's around you all the time. Yeah, with or without a mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all gonna I, live. Well, yeah, most of us. Well, yeah, you know, if you could smell a fart. Through your underwear and pants. How's that man talking you, huh? Exactly, dude. Uh, you beat me to it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I was about to do like a nice, like, like soft intro to that joke. You just hit it over the head, man. I can't. All right, bro. That's right. That's why we brought uh, you with us on our journey. Right. I mean, like the big, the big changeover, I guess. Uh, any, any major mishaps along the way here besides the pandemic that really kind of will, will define the brewery? in a sense <laughs> i don't think we've had any major mishaps to like that theater will be interesting to add a bit of character to it yeah we could tell like i it's not like de- brand defining but we no. were we were we needed the fooder came up right and we needed um all right you, you, you ready for your jokes <laughs> we needed an extra five inches for the the doorway we all to we get all, it yeah. in mm-hmm. and we didn't have that so we needed to tip it to put it in to stand it back up but you know all, all like fermenters come with the the, the like the, the points on the top so you pick them up and you move them around uh, if you have a chain hoist or crane or something oh. fooders don't oh. you're not oh. supposed to do that so I, I wrapped a, a, a you know one of the straps around was, it and yeah. had like other small straps sticking up from the side to make this this point and then I had the chain hoist down. I was like, okay, so we're going to lift it off the ground. We're basically going to pull the feet from underneath it and then lower it down on a plastic pallet, slide it in, and then stand it back up, and then move the chain hoist back inside on a beam in the brewery. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to work. But then the two points that were on the side decided, so <laughs> decided to become one point and slide around. Oh, no. So it just... Uh, like what the the other when I was pulling the feet from under that strap snapped and jolted it the other ones moved round and it jerked the whole thing so the whole kind of footer just kind of did this it just we were just like 
oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and we yes. were panicking. So we got it, it in, we stood it back up, and you could feel the bits of wood had all moved, and we were just like, oh, this is yeah. Kieran, but I knew food crafters are a great company. I knew they were going to be good with us, and I told them about it, and then they were like, look, don't sweat it. Let's fill it with water, see if it holds, and then we'll take it from there. Filled it with water. It was pissing water the first time. But then I've, I've filled fooders with water before, and it does that. Mm. You just have to wait. So wait 24 hours. Absorbing I came in the, the next day. In the morning, I was there at 7 in the morning, like, checking it all. Still <laughs> one little leak, and I was like, okay, that's one tiny bit. Yep. And then by the end of the day, that had sealed up as well. Oh, nice. The God. whole thing. Like, it's still, like, you can feel the whole thing. It's kind of moved a little, but it's holding. And well, we're how how is it? Everything was good with the door and um, yeah yeah it, wow. it, yes. it, it it fell on the side so it didn't land on the door it didn't actually fall on the ground it just jerked you know it was the, strap the just it. where the wood comes through the conical the stainless steel um of the conical like the fermenter like just comes up like this and digs into the wood yeah. so we we kind of the damage was done beneath that so once we the water went in. And it swelled up. But fuck, man, not 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have yeah. thought that, that man weight would have been a little, a little scary. No, yeah, no. It's, no, 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 everything else is fine. Yeah, it, it really hasn't moved that much, but you can tell. And it's, yeah, never you can't tell it. from looking at it. You can only feel it, like the, the planks. But it's, it was pretty scary. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fuckering right there. Like, here, remember, yeah. remember we moved to 40s? Like, we more or less did all like either two or three of us, and you know we we needed Pat in there. We needed another guy in there for like taking off the trucks. And then the days we were loading it up, <laughs> was just the two of us. We should have waited for Pat to come down to work. <laughs> we were like, "Nah, we yeah. got it done. We got it done." It, the it was the f- were, where they were big. They were they were scary looking, but nothing was as scary as that little fucking twenty five bar from wooden fermenter. Because you just, I think it was just out of pure respect that we didn't want to fuck it up. And right. mm. it was just, you know, it's, it's going to be our little baby. And, and we were just nervous. And, and it, uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. that was so scary. We were like, what do we do? Like, what's the worst case scenario? And of course, we, um, we, we emailed, Kier said we emailed Fooder Crafters. And it was like, you know, they're like, you know, chill out, put some water in it. You know, we already did. And I was like, but well, can't you like? We're freaking out. <laughs> well, at least you have a, a name for the first beer in there. It's going to be five more inches. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh. And it, I, we'll I, end up, you naming the beer that, and you know you're going to end up on Worst Beer Blog trying to explain <laughs> oh, yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know I'm mean? comfortable. I'm comfortable. <laughs> uh, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, uh, your photos, did you have them steamed so there's no oak flavor, or are you going to use them just for black? Yeah, no. No, they, 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 we didn't get them steamed, so they're going to be oak flavor, which I'm not worried about. You know, um, I'm not going to try and release a beer from them that's going to be strangely have oak. Like, you know, it's not going to be an oak lot. I, I don't want to shit on anyone who's made an oak lager or an oak <laughs> yeah. or something. Now, who's going to be on Beer Worst Beer Blog now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm just going to – that that flavor is the oak comes out of it, you know, it's going to work with what I'm going to do. Like we, we do have a few boxes of hops that I haven't, like I, I contracted them, but I haven't brought them in as HBC 4, 472, mm. which 
we did a collaboration last year with Service Brewing from Savannah, Georgia, friends of mine that I met years ago. And I had a beer from them. It was like a, an imperial rye ale. And I was like, oh, how long did this spend in the barrel? And because it tasted like, you know, kind of woody, you know, and I was uh, like vanillins and stuff. He's like, no time in the barrel at all. I'm like, no, come on, Kevin. It's, I can taste the wood. And he's like, look, this is a new hop, HBC 472. And it just gives out the wood characters. And I was like, wow. oh, wow. So that might be the type of thing that I might do in conjunction with the fooder. Use these. Was that the veteran thing? Uh-huh. No, well, no, that we, we no, that it's a different hop, but yeah, we we did um, we weren't able we collaborated with uh, Service Brewing in Savannah for their motorcycle show that they have at their brewery, ah. and then we did a uh, Space Cats, which was the veterans blend um, uh, they did with Yakima Chief. So there's like about ten or eleven breweries that run by veterans in the United States. And they fly the the main guys, girls, up to Yakima to do a blend of hops and then release. So like the Pink Boots Society. And yeah. um, we bought the Veterans Blend and we did that. It was great. It was, it was a lot of Simcoe, Athenaeum, Laurel, and a little bit of Idaho 7, I think. And um, now we didn't get a chance to do one this year's just because the pandemic. We didn't want to start. We weren't. We were trying to sell the beer that we had before we started buying more hops. So we missed the boat on that one. It was just too hard to judge, you know. And one but, of those uh, uh, veteran breweries we had on uh, Tory from Backwards Star. Flag. No, Backwards Flag. Oh, 14 Star 2. You're right. Uh, Backwards Flag um, down in New Jersey. Does some great stuff. She had some uh, awesome uh, coffee uh, stories where some of the veterans would go out into – different parts of the world and they'd hike into these areas that were hard to find, get the beans and bring them back and they would brew with them. And it's oh, that's an cool. all veteran hired, all veteran owned brewery. So very, very cool things that are going on out yeah. there, especially with that. That's a, that's a good collaboration between all of them. And yeah, we had 14 star call into the show uh, last year and um, yeah, did some stuff. Uh, great stuff that we get distributed here as well. That's yeah. uh, good. I want to really get into uh, the beer uh, because uh, I'm going to drink this too quick. I think that's going to be the thing. And then I'm not going to have anything to talk about <laughs> while, while we're going. The first thing that I had tonight um, was the, uh, the Goza. So this was a relatively newer release and it's done in conjunction with uh, you saying it's a beer with the band. So tell us a little bit about this. What it's going to be a series. Is this a one-off? What's, what's the idea here? We were doing a uh, we were doing a promo with a organization called the Six Most Metal Breweries. Mm. It was set up by this cat Adam Zaniga, who actually Kira used to work with at Six Point. Cool. And uh, he uh, he put together the promo at St. Vitus, and he had all these breweries on him. And I called yeah. him up, and I'm like, "Dude, come on, man!" Because I I brought him into a thing like many years ago when he first got his job at Six Point. Like that was a music thing that had to do with heavy metal. So. He's like, oh, my God, dude, I'm sorry. I forgot about you. And he was like, yeah, very gracious. Up, Adam. The fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, <laughs> he's one of my favorite people in the, in the world. He's such a great, a great dude. But uh, the band that was playing the show that night was a band called Gozu. The bass player in the band was a guy named Joe Grotto, who was my colleague at Smutty Nose when I worked ah. there for many years. And uh, so I reached out to Joe and I asked him if we could do the beer uh, if, or if they would be interested in doing the beer with us. And I said, yeah. So we made the first iteration of the beer 
used the record company, uh, the record cover rather from the from the record they were releasing right around the time that we did the show. And then Kier Kier can tell you about the beer, the the particulars of it. I think it's fantastic. Well, I've heard of them before. I just pulled them up in Spotify, so I'm gonna have to give them a listen tomorrow. Oh, uh, they're so good. Stoner rock, like heavy. Okay. Uh, a quick question, because I've seen a lot of uh, breweries do collaborations with bands and artists and stuff like that. So what is the, the band or artist's uh, role in that collaboration? Is it a cross-promotion? Do they actually come down? Did you guys have them come down and be part of that process? What was the... I mean, this was at I, obviously at Great South Bay, so was yeah. there like a we concept don't have, effort? We didn't have our own house, so when we do right. our own house, we're hoping to bring bands in and play... Pat's musical connections with an uh, investor friend that's, that is uh, going to line up a few bands for us. So we hope to do a little bit more of that. Um, but this was really nothing. It was just Kier's recipe. Yeah, this, this was more of a cross-promotion type thing. It wasn't like they were coming down and um, helping me mash out or something, you know, because I did the I did the initial pilot batch, one barrel, and then sent the recipe up to um, uh, out, out to... Great South Bay, yeah. You know, inevitably, they're going to make the drummer green out. So, I mean, that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for um, what it's worth, Gozu is on a label um, that is uh, called Blacklight Media, which is affiliated with Metal Blade Records. And uh, the, the owner of uh, Blacklight Media is uh, Chris Santos, who's uh, obviously Chopped fame. And uh, he owns... Uh, Awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. bars down in uh, down on Lower East Side. He's this classic dude. And he's awesome dude. We've seen a bunch of stuff around here too. We've seen uh, not not metal based, more like punk rock based. But uh, Day to Remember, Bayside did a collab. It was a Black IPA. Um, Movie Life did a release uh, in the city. I was actually at that concert. It was kind of cool. It's a cool concept because you can combine. Like Allegiance did one. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that one with uh, Barrage did one. Huh? Yeah, that place was. We tend to try to forget that one because it was yeah, called. I heard it was it was hopped with uh, it was thrash hopped. Yeah, it was thrash. With, uh, exactly. <laughs> fucking love that beer. It was Whatever delicious. that means. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the Goza recipe here. Oh well, Goza recipes in general, the most simplest recipes you're gonna get anywhere. Um, it was basically ninety eight percent pills and. And a, a, I think a bag of Munich and a bag of um, uh, wheat or uh, yeah, wheat or something like that. I, I, I'm I'm messing up the proportions there, I think. But there's very you know you uh, kettle sour it, so we used um, uh, Lalamand, I think it was their sour uh, dry sour um, bacteria, uh, Lactobacillus plantarum, and then we. Uh, after 24 hours, we hit our close to our target pH, and uh, we uh, boiled it off with the uh, coriander and um, uh, Hawaiian Why black sea salt. Hawaiian black sea salt. And uh, we we added a little bit of extra lactic acid just to like get it dialed into our taste profile, and um, and then that was basically it. Saphir uh, hops. I think uh, what it was used in the boil and a little bit, a little bit dry hopped with, but really not that much. It's, and what is uh, the uh, the the output of the saphir? Is it like very piney? Is it is it more just? It's a it's a noble hop. It's a noble oh, it hop okay. from Germany, so it's got those kind of uh, floral, herbal, kind of noble characteristics. 
go along um, with the coriander pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that, to yeah. try and complement that. Um, but yeah, it's it's not not a complicated recipe at all. Um, I can neither confirm or deny that it was based on another other brewery that I may have worked at with their beer that rhymes with hammer. You already, you already mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All you have to do is yeah. back up the tape. Yeah, we yeah, like but... you definitely like as a brewer, you take inspiration from where you first started with and who you worked under. Um, so are you talking about like, jammer? Are you talking about yeah? Jammer? <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a it's a very similar recipe, you know. It 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 has a better taste in my opinion. I I, I tried jammer a couple times throughout the last few years, mm-hmm. liking a good goza, a sour IPA or something along those lines, yeah. and it's it's better. I was, I, I, I will say definitely like six point was tied to the constraints of the contract brewery they were using uh, to okay. make jammer so that's why we weren't able to do it kind of how we wanted to because of the facility but definitely like six point have done leaps and bounds with their baja jammer their berry jammer and yes. all the other uh, inclinations uh, variations and um uh, yeah they, they've they've definitely been great and i think so- they did a, a super baja jammer it's like eight percent so really? it's like yeah, if you want to forget the day you were at the beach, drink that no. one. You know what I mean? No. No. <laughs> I, uh, that's a good I beer description. I like that one. Uh, Everybody that comes on, I, I usually ask uh, a couple of questions that, and, and I just like to see where this goes. So, what was all three is Pat, Patrick, here? What was the the first craft beer that you had that turned you on to, you know, to drinking craft beer because we all start out drinking pretty much garbage and then we find our way. Um, so what was, what was one of the first craft beers that said, wow, you, you know, you, you were like, wow, this, this is something different. This has got flavor and, 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 and what is going on here? Well, we'll, start, we'll start with Kira. Oh yeah. Um, oh, my, I know exactly what mine was and I, I know, I'm trying to remember exactly where it was now. It was at a friend's old bar. It was um, Blue Point Toasted Lager. Oh. Oh, God. Wow. Going super. Right there with you. So I, I will say, coming from the UK, um, when you talk about lager, you're talking about something bright and yellow. So when I came over here, I was like, oh, uh, I don't know what to drink. I was drinking Heineken and Carlsberg and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a – it was a Red Sox bar – downtown in the West Village that I can't remember the name of now. And I was watching the baseball. They were friends. And I was like, oh, uh, a lager. And the guy's like, oh, Blue Point. And I was like, yeah, dude, a lager. And he came back with it. And I was like, what? And then I tasted it. And I was like, oh, oh, this is nice. This is different. I didn't realize this is what lagers were like. And then so Blue Point Toasted Lager was my first craft beer. And I think I had Brooklyn Lager quickly after that when I realized lagers didn't have to be yellow, you know? There you go. They sure don't. Yeah. <laughs> but that was mine, yeah. Uh, this one's easy because I've actually written this before um, and published it, but uh, back in the, in the mid-'80s, Sam Adams Lager was awesome. But my, my story where the first one that really turned my head was I was out in California and I was in San Francisco and I was sitting at a bar, and I was drinking a Budweiser in a bottle. And there was a guy sitting next to me at the bar just busting my balls, like, unrelentingly about it. He's just like, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there. He's just getting on me and getting on me and getting on me to the point where I'm like, dude, you want to go outside? Like, I'm just trying to relax, <laughs> you know? Turns out so Ken like, Grossman. <laughs> yeah, you know, so he gets up and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, no, nah, I don't want to go outside. He just gets up and walks away. And then he came back like five minutes later with a pint of Sierra and Nevada. Oh. And, and put it down in front of me. And I picked it up and I drank it. And I was like, I totally 100% serious then. And that was it. It was like, <laughs> you're right. Complete, this, yeah. I am an asshole. This Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> complete total conversion on the spot, like epiphany. And I, whoever that guy was like, I owe you one, buddy. <laughs> That's uh, a great story. <laughs> Patrick. Um, actually it was six point righteous, right? Ooh. I think Ooh. it was, or else it was here. Cause I, I was at the Tiger one night, and I blacked out, so I'm sure I was drinking something there. But it was early days of craft beer, and who the fuck didn't really black out back then? Because you're yeah. chugging pints as if they're Heinegans. And um, but my first serious beer was with Jeff Gordigan of of Six Point at the time, and I think it was Righteous Rye. Wow! Uh-huh. And I love the fact you called it Righteous Rye because they rebranded it because the rye was too confusing for people. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, I don't like rye beer. Like, what's that? So then it became Righteous Ale. And yeah. then it sold way more after that. Wow. Not really. Steve, you should have learned something from that one with your Bro, IPL. I w- only God, find you, man. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> if only you knew, putting lager on there. Putting lager on a fucking hazy IPA. That was but an it awesome was beer, lager. too. That writes us. Uh, one of the ones that changed my mind, actually, Steve, was the first time we had you on the show. You brought in a beer. Uh, I think it was. I'm really not okay. It was an IPL, and I'm like, oh, I, I haven't liked IPAs a lot. Maybe I'll like an IPL, and it was fucking great. And that was one of the ones that uh, that changed my mind. Yeah, in regards to so, yeah, the, the hazy hazy yeah, world. Here we, and here we are. Uh, so here we are on the fucking show. You guys have had. <laughs> You guys have had a, uh, like we said, a bunch of releases. Uh, one of the ones that we're seeing more prevalently out here, obviously, is the, the new rebranding of Death to Ego. Um, so tell us a little bit about this, because this is, I, I don't want to, I hate using the word flagship, but it's got to be one of your most popular beers coming out of Alewife. Yeah, we're, we're kind of, we're releasing that one, and then we're putting on a hold for a couple of months and then bringing out another batch, because th- the days of like, you know, flagships, a new brewery coming along, making a flagship is kind of gone. You know, it's, you know, it, it's just tough. Every, well, fucking, every other week, you gotta have Yeah, that. yeah. Just so new, that, new, 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 but as Kira was saying, like, yeah, flagships are, are and we, we both discussed this in early days that we didn't want flag, a flagship. Then the fucking beer beast down here decides to go, crazy with doing, doing the same thing you know and, and i need more of this beer and then we done two batches and then there were three batches and fuck it we got a flagship you know but yeah. uh but we don't we didn't want to do it at all sorry cure to interrupt go ahead no 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 <laughs> but we're bringing it back in admittingly so we'll bring out a death to ego and then we'll maybe do two other ipas in between it and then bring back our death to ego Literally because I have a contract for those hops, right, so right. I gotta use them up. Yeah, just just look out for an ex double IPA, and you can tell what hops really in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, yeah, here, this- here's here's the deal, man. It's like the um, <clears throat> New York City is a half barrel market, right? Right. Yeah. 
and people want half barrels. That's how they make money. Yep. Um, and, uh, and that beer was so good when we first put it out that it was selling really quickly. The price was right. It was a good, it was a good thing. I don't think we ever intended to have a flagship, but it surely does fit that bill. Now going back before the pandemic, we, we, we were selling a ton of it. We could sell whatever we made, but now we gotta, we don't ever want to have a beer that's in our warehouse, like longer than like 21 days before it goes out to the market. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we, we dialed it back and we're just making it, we're going station to station. Basically. We're making a, making a batch. Like Kira said, we're getting it out there and then we're letting it rest for a minute and then we're bringing it back. And, you know, and actually one of those beers keeps that demand up too. I would imagine. Right. If, yeah, not, for sure, for if it's sure. not out there all the time, no one's getting bored with it. Mm-hmm. One of those beers that were, that are in between that Eagle right now is this one. It's a uh, cognitive frequency. Yes. Yeah, so good. I like that so label good. art, man. Yeah, yeah, so I, I do want to talk I about that, too. I saw that Hunt. Because you guys have some really, like, electric-looking um, neon, just catch-your-eye on heart. Yes, very catch-your-eye on the shelf. What, who's the artist? What's going into this? How is this all being planned out? I hooked uh, – since he's eating, I'm going to speak really quick. But I, I hooked Pat up with a, an old friend of mine. From the music business, this guy named Selden Hunt. He's an Australian guy I've known for a million years. He's a poster artist. He worked with a lot of really cool bands who had tour posters like Tool, Melvin's, um, Isis before Isis became Isis, <laughs> and then I had to change their name. Really yeah. great metal band. <laughs> that happens. But, but the process and the reason Fucking I wanted anxious. to jump in there is because I want to I want to give Pat his uh, his due here because like all this shit emanates from his brain. Wait, you got? I got to uh, change my band name. My bet, my my yeah, band name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my okay, band here, right now is named COVID. COVID was a great band. COVID name. was a great band. <laughs> a year ago, and, and now and I got you know. God damn it! Fuck exactly. twenty twenty, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pat, Pat and uh, Selden have seem to have a, a really uh, amazing working relationship, where Pat expresses what he has in his head, his ideas, and then Selden executes them, and they go back and forth. And uh, I'll and let Pat take make this. <laughs> <laughs> but is it like it just it's so and, and you guys are using you know um reflective artwork so i i'm trying to think about the printing process but it's well, almost the printing process has a metallic foil right yep. foil that's what that's what i'm saying foil. yeah and it just kind of just jumps out of you especially when it catches the light you're walking by so when i went into the distributor today and there were five different beers they really jumped out that that core lineup that you see compared to other ones on the shelf it just took off a little bit so i think you're on the you're onto something there with the foil well, you know, we music think, to my ears man yeah we and that, well, we, that label art is so important these days when there's there's so much choice and there's so many you know hazy ipas there's so many sours you know just that uh that label art that pops yeah. can make well, a difference the three sense. of us are uh, firm believers in art no matter what form it comes in and having our label art is something where we can express ourselves too by easily working with, like we worked with Daniel Birch. He done the first bunch of labels. Mm-hmm. Pat says, I met up with Salden. We all click. We all get along. We all figure out that, uh, you know, we have some crazy ideas and <laughs> so some of us are not that crazy, but it's, <laughs> we kind of want to express our shit. And, um, you know, Dude, every label has its own story, and um, it's it's important to to appreciate the art of like Salen going like and just working with him. It's so easy, you know. 
I tell him even... an idea and send him a picture of something, and he'll go, oh, oh, I get that now. I'm like, you know, because I'll give him the idea first, and then I have to figure out the fucking picture. <laughs> uh, and it translates to the brewery, right? You guys have set up a wall where local artists can kind of express themselves. Is that what you're going for? And even the artwork on the outside. Yeah. Is really... Well, we're, we're going to take one. Um, well, the artwork in the outside of the building was done by our friend Chad, um, who was running a bad trip for the summer. Which is the name of a bar in Brooklyn. Yeah. Up, up, he wasn't uh, actually uh, having a bad trip all summer. Well, yeah, you never know. He thought, yeah. He thought, it's a different yeah, episode. Because 2020 is just one bad trip. So they yeah, call it a bad trip is a summer pop up. And um, but he uh, yeah, he I just he was talking to me about ideas and I was like, Man, I've worked with you so many times before. This is your wall. Just do what you want with it. I had nothing to do with it. I just wanted to the brewery name put up somewhere. Yeah. I honestly didn't have a fucking say in that. So I was like, just what <laughs> it, you know, do your thing. And he did it. And he, uh, I think he more or less summed us up, you know, <laughs> it's like, this looks crazy. This, this it, yeah, it came out really like eye catching all black background kind of following yeah. a little bit of the dark background in the, the, the can artwork, especially in death to ego. It kind of just pops, you know, makes those yeah. colors really come out. Yeah. And then inside, you know, I was, I was going to, I hate picking paint colors, man. And then I look at Keir and I was like, dude, what, what, what color do you think? He's like, don't fucking ask me. He's like, none of us like paint colors. It's horrible. It's a horrible position to be in to decide. They also, so. they also have such weird fucking names these days, too. <laughs> oh, well, this guy this, fucking... This feels- paint color is called Gray Sanctuary, which... <laughs> we had, we had Snuggle Puss like is one of our colors. And then... Uh, Irish folklore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Is that a green? It's got to be a green. Though. Yeah, it's some yeah. sort of. It's not even like a you would think a typical Irish green, like the the, the Irish flag. It's some Kelly sort green, of like yeah. really light colored green. It's like. Hey, what did you call it? What did you call it, Kier? That's last the, week? It feels that's like the green that you see when you go to the asylum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? for real. Yeah. But that's it's just great. base color. I'm going to put more shit on top of it. We're not going to be shooting. <laughs> we're not going to be shooting an Avengers film. I promise. No, <laughs> no, I, lo- I love it, dude. I absolutely love it. I think it's a perfect color to go with the. Black. But it's not done yet. There's yeah, going to be know, more colors on top of it. It's the base uh, color. <laughs> you gave him too much shit, Pat. I think that was it. He's, 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 he's on the defense, all right? Yeah, he's, he's defending that shit big time. What, um, oh. So you guys have, like I said, a whole bunch of stuff lined up for the brewery. What can people expect once this is open, what they're going to see inside the brewery, outside the brewery? What's the, the, the layout look like at this Probably point? Probably more delays. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, once it's open, let's say, let's fast forward to happier times. Well, I'll, I'll give you a little idea, right? So you walk in, we're going to have a lot of outdoor seating, obviously, because we need it and there's mm-hmm. no other choice. Um, we're inside. Once you go inside, tight little door getting in. There's a big tap room in front. Pretenders like high top tables all the way down to a bar is a black, uh, black uh, tile door. Or, many, sorry, wall, taps? A wall of taps. And 20. We're gonna have twenty taps, and wow. then the view to your left is a uh, is a brewery. But uh, we took our little one barrel system over from from the brew pub, and it's going to be our little obviously pilot system. So whatever goes on there that we think is good will be on drafts, and you know we'll have a little, maybe a little experimental series, so you can oh. you know order at your own risk. But I'm sure it'll be all good. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think. Uh, 
you know, you go in there, it's going to have a very industrial feel. Hopefully a lot of artwork on the walls, banging fucking good beers on the taps and events happening every night. We're going to do like Pat is already working with a bunch of local DJs and bands. Um, we want to be a, like a, want to have a per, our brewery with a little bit of personality, mm. rock, fucking want to be a happening place, you know? And it's killer. If I, if I could just throw in here really, uh, like I'm completely blown away by Pat's vision on this, on this, on this brewery, like the choices, the aesthetic choices that he's making, um, with the tiles and, and, um, just like where everything is going. It looks super freaking cool. It look like when you look at it right now, it looks like the death star. And then, <laughs> you know, when you're, you're actually sitting, you feel like you're sitting in a spaceship. And uh, you know, and then you go into the brew house, and he's got like the subway tiles, and it's just freaking cool, dude. Shit. Yeah. Like, not he's got a vision that I, you know, it's That's something cool. I, I don't have. And you've I'm a, still uh, figuring that out, man. Thanks. <laughs> we're, we're, also, large... we're also Sorry, hopefully going to be getting. Um, it's we're not going after the New York State Farm Brewery license, but there's going to be something similar where we can sell other New York State farm, uh, New York State products. Well, so, we can do cider and wine. Yeah, so like with you you're know twenty you have a maybe. dual license then. Say again. You'll have a dual license. My yeah, something along problem. the lines of that. So you know, if we don't have twenty beers on tap, we might be able to serve a red and a white. You know, or a couple ciders or something. Yeah, some ciders, crowd. and also we might do it like a keg cocktail, like a keg old fashioned. Yeah. Um, right. With someone's whiskey, someone else's uh, vermouth or amaro or something. Um, you know, we'd love to help showcase a lot of people like a lot of people from upstate um you know but hopefully we can have 20 um 20 taps we're gonna get one of the little check uh side pour tap. you know <laughs> yeah that'll Stick be fun shifter. um and, and you guys have we, a big enough space to do like a uh a con- not a concert venue but like a stage area enough room for a band and yeah bit. it's we got a Maybe solid a amount of space time. like yeah yeah you know I'm I'm hoping to uh, to cultivate some of my um, my music industry contacts from back in the day and get some stuff, some really cool stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, make that an easy collab and have. Just don't tell the neighbors. Thing. Yeah, yeah, don't <laughs> tell the neighbors because it's a different, different kind of license. Well, that was that was a, a follow up question I had before. <laughs> what I mean, you guys are located in Sunnyside. Is it all industrial? Is it like half and half? I know everything's kind of on top. It's, of it's all uh, manufacturing and industrial, except yeah. for one house, right? Well, next just door. right next door to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're we're uh, right on more fuckers. <laughs> so the, the cusp is like 39th, which we're on, yeah. right. and everything looking at our front door is there's a flower store, there's a huge building which all the hot dog carts and the nuts for nuts, all that stuff. Yeah, they yeah. live in that building. And then behind us, everything is like residential, mm. like going into actual Sunnyside. So, like we're right on the edge, so we're ready for all those people in the the neighborhood to come by. It's, it's a beautiful cool. neighborhood too. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's been so cool. People are like walking around with a dog and running around, and you know, getting excited for us to open and stuff. You can shit. see them definitely like kind of like looking in as they run by. <laughs> I can't wait. I know, but you know what That's the great. fun thing That's is? Great to I hear. do this with my bars all the time is, is when people come by to invite them in. So if you're in Sunnyside and the lights are on, knock on the door and we'll come out, we'll bring you in, give you a tour. Like just even oh, sharing shit. a beer and learning people's names of people <laughs> we're probably going to be seeing three, four times a week, you know? 
for years we're not open but come in anyway <laughs> that's great though they're so psyched when you bring them in that's awesome yeah they yeah. are that's 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 the real yeah. thing man yeah you're gonna have a lot of foot traffic because of that residential area which is great because there's not as many places in new york city that can get that amount of foot traffic across the bow you know like coming through in the in the relative area and also, like you said, the businesses across the street, you know, people come in for lunch and stuff like that. Do you guys are you planning on having a kitchen, uh, food trucks? What's the... Uh... Um, no kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping to be working with uh, Sigma's Pretzels. Okay. And, um, and then we have open invitations out to food trucks. Um, Laura, um, our boss in charge of um, marketing, has more or less said we're pretty hooked up for a fucking foreseeable future. So, and then Kier has buddies up north. I've buddies uh, out east. Pat has knows a bunch of contacts. So, I think there's going to be a food truck and rest. We're gonna we're gonna support local restaurants too. Right. So, they can always have a station at our brewery once a week, twice a week, or whatever. And um, you know, I want to be very neighborhood orientated. You guys great opportunity had, to cross promote, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. On both both social media and just in general, people, and also to get lines in these uh, in these places, you know, you bring them in. Absolutely. Yeah. Outside of uh, the two beers I was mentioning, the Death Ego and the um, the Chaos, uh, what what were those other core? I saw, I saw them today, at distributor. Uh, <laughs> As I was talking about before, I was up at Plan B. I went to District 96 as a little road trip. I have so much beer in my fridge. I'm like, I'm not going to buy like six four-packs right now. But as soon as I get through that, hopefully uh, they'll have some left. What are the other beers that are being distributed right now? Well, there you go, 1,000 stars. Uh, what are some of those other ones that are – I know, dude. What are some of those well, other ones that are going to be out there for people? Congratulations the first word, beer problems. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> I have very a lot of extra money since I didn't do any traveling in the last seven months. So there you go. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, that saves you a bit. Yeah, exactly. What? Oh, so what are the other ones outside of the ones we were uh, talking about tonight? Uh, Kier, start with uh, the Thousand Stars since Pat had it there. Give us a little breakdown of that. Yeah, Thousand Stars is our um, flagship pilsner. Um, <laughs> it's uh, well, you don't have to go through flagship. <laughs> Yeah, it's like 99% uh, Pilsen with a little touch of Victory Malt. Oh. And then it's uh, Wine Stefana, uh, 3470 yeast. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> with um, uh, Tetnayer, uh, Middlefru, and Saphir hops. Um, all mixed you in there. You played all the recipes tonight because you never remember what's in shit. <laughs> yeah, but we've been doing that one. Yeah, but that one's, we've been doing that one since day one. So that one's I an easy one. All the menu, all the, all the recipes yeah. out on your screen right now. Hey, bro, <laughs> You're rhyming right. them all off. It's also 99% of what I drink. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was actually going to ask you about, about your the yeast profile you guys are going to be using at the uh, brewery. And you already started speaking of it. Yeah, so um, we're go- I'm, I'm going to bring in a couple of different yeasts. I'm going to start a little bit with dry yeast, just because so we can have some variety um, off the bat, like uh, some Belgians, some Saisons, um, the lagers, uh, American ale yeast, and like, uh, you know, I think uh, we, um, Fermentus SO4 is like uh, London ale 3, something like that. Um, 
So that's kind of what I'm going to be going with a little bit of dry here and there, but when I can dial in, you know, a good, um, schedule where I can collect yeast from like a pale ale that I'm not dry hopping really early. And then I can have that for an IPA and also get that for the double IPA. It's, you know, right. Cause that's how you kind of, I'm not going to be propagating my own yeast. I don't think I, um, I have those skills um, yet <laughs> and also the equipment for it. You know what I mean? It's, um, like being a, a, a like a chemist in a, a in a brewery is like a full time job, yeah. you know. It's 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 a it's it's a very hard thing to do. Um, we built a lab, so you know that'll be a story. Say, for that, a might, that might happen quickly though, because you guys seem like you're on a fast track. So yeah, well we're gonna we're gonna try, you know. And also, it's if you can definitely like I'm not against cone to cone pitching where you can like take the yeast and then just before you go to dry hop, fire the stuff at the bottom. If you can time it all right with your brew schedule, then it's not the worst thing in the world because then the next day you can also take a, a cell count. And if you don't have enough, you can grab another packet of dry and just yuck it in and see what happens. You know, hopefully you'll get there and you'll get a, a good flavor profile out of it. Um, but it would be good, you know, eventually to be able to have a liquid yeast pitch and you barely collect it in a yeast brink and then, you know, use it again up until so many generations where you, then you start tasting. What's that? That's not real. That's not normal. You know, <laughs> it's a little just, futile. Yeah. Yeah. It fused a lot of goals and then you got to start again, you know? So um, you had the uh, thousand stars. What else is in the lineup right now that's out there? And uh, so right now we have maps of reality, which mm. is our, uh, a little session, uh, IPA, um, with, Comet, Cashmere, and Citra. I saw that one too. Um, yes, we do have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and well, I will. I will thank the pandemic for this one because <laughs> the guys from BSG turned around and was like, "Yo, we got a lot of Nelsons, uh, Savon, <laughs> come back to us." They'd still. Right. They're still like twenty-two dollars a pound, but they're like, "There's a lot of breweries that are not going to be able to use it, so they put it back up for sale." And um, uh, I was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll take some." So we have Magical Clouds which is um, uh, Citra, um, Nelson, and a little bit of lactose as a pale ale. So it's around about 5%. So mm. it's very like kind of smooth, great mouthfeel, a little bit of white wine grapes, a little bit of citrus, you know. Tropical and dry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. Um, and I say cognitive frequency is the one we have right, right now, which is... Idaho 7, which is one of the oh, the recipe. I got this. Citra. Citra and Mosaic. I was going to get there. Yeah. But Idaho 7 is one of my favorite hops. And as it turns out, it's also one of the favorite hops of the uh, Tap New York beer judges because last time we got the silver medal for double IPA or strong IPA um, for that. And it was, yeah. I, I yeah I I love I uh, Idaho Seven. It's very, it's a little bit of everything. A little dank, a little fruity, tropical. Uh, we actually bought some uh, cryo like T thirty five pellets. Um, uh, I haven't used them yet because I wanted to. I wanted to use them personally um, instead of having them at Torch and Crown, um, just because I wanted to see how they all worked and stuff. Yeah. So I haven't. I've. I, I'm going to keep them as part of my contract until we get the uh, our own place up and running. 
And has it been uh, tough with the supplies uh, during the pandemic, trying to keep things in stock or trying to get things where they need to be considering your you know, contract right now? Is it, is it difficult to kind of get the schedule down right with the ordering? Um, not, not with any like grain malt. Uh, I was say, how are cans? Cans, that's my, yes. yeah. Cans were a little bit, um, we were told to order early, order more than you think you're going to need. Yep. And, right, but so it, it's kind of okay with the Torch and Crown because they were just ordering mass amounts of cans. You know, if it was us personally, we might have a bit more trouble with it. But yeah, with Torch and Crown ordering for like, you know, 10 different breweries or whoever they're brewing for, it was easy enough for them to just to keep ordering. Yeah. And then when people use them, they use them. If they didn't use them, the other brewery would use them. And they just kind of, they, they figured it out. You know, they there's just, definitely, them. there's definitely a shortage though. It's happening. Yeah. It's starting to happen all over the world. Yep. I right mean, right away, I thought there's a brewery in Spain and, and he can't get cans right now. Huh. So it's, it's definitely going to be coming here soon. I, right off with the bat, when the pandemic hit and they were talking about the, the tax with the, the aluminum that was still in the play. That was yeah. a big concern for everybody. Crowler machines were getting, you know, bought up. Crowlers themselves were in yeah. scarce. Well, they reckon uh, America has two months of reserves of aluminium every, that's it, two months. That's it. Yeah, and we're yeah. six months, seven months into this. So it's, yeah. it's got to be on low reserve at this point. And to have the availability to do your releases like you've been doing and, and get it out there. That's yeah. one of the big things that a lot of breweries are doing, the uh, shipping to New York State. How is that working out for everybody? Shipping is a, is a bit of a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for everybody, I think. It's a, you know, a lot of things take a long time. I guess even if you just send it. If you get direct shipping, trucking from door to door, it's probably going to be great because they stick to their schedule pretty well. But uh, ending going by mail is, is, isn't great. Yeah. But shipping has been fantastic. Like, Breeder <clears throat> Crafters drove their own truck from uh, Missouri to here. Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of customer service 101 right there, you know? But, like, yeah. on the fact of, like, uh, shipping cans direct to consumers, yeah. um, it was we, – we were doing deliveries, like, door-to-door. Like, yeah. like, ourselves, I was out in the car, so was Patrick and Pat in our respective, like, Brooklyn, Long Island kind of – you know, upstate uh, neighborhoods, and it, it was good, you know, and then, ex- you know, people's stimulus checks ran out, and they weren't ordering a case anymore, and the, that one guy in Coney Island that still was, like, <laughs> a big fan, but he was only ordering a four-pack, so, you know, you got to hook it all the way down at Coney Island for $17, I was like, yeah. so we had to switch that up a little bit and put, like, a minimum order up, sure. and the orders have definitely went down. But you know, it's a lot more beneficial for us. More profitable, if, yeah. If you're yeah. Than, yeah. Um, I, th- I think, in addition to what Kier's saying, also is that um, we were the only game in town, or one of the only games in town for for a minute when the, at the height of the pandemic, we were hustling, and uh, there weren't a lot of other people out there doing it. You know, right. and uh, I think one of one of one of the things that Pat said at the beginning is it's it's really good for us as a brand because uh, you know. We're, we're spreading our reach, getting our name out there. Yeah, so we, we were definitely doing day of, you know, we, I yeah. was sitting there at the brewery watching Wicks. And then if you came in by four o'clock, I was packing your, your little, your, your case tray up in the back of my car and heading out other breweries, you know, and it's definitely because maybe they were getting some more orders. They were like, 
oh, if you're in this zip code, you'll get it on Tuesday. If you're in yeah. this zip code, you get it on Friday. But I was like, we're like, we're I was texting them, I'll be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> like some people were just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. how, why are you still here? Like, how did you get here? Like, what the, you know? It's 10 o'clock. Yeah. I, I'll take it tomorrow. You don't have to come out yeah. here. If somebody had ordered something, uh, we'll be there at 8 o'clock. And they're like, wait, today? <laughs> no. I mean, that's got to be a big thing for everybody. Uh, I, I did see a lot of the breweries doing the zip code thing. But one of the, the important things, I think, was because the, the brewery isn't open, it's, it's the brand recognition. You show up at the door and here's your alewife. That's, that's now going to sit with them moving forward when things do get better. And this is only temporary and, and this, this will get better. People will be more reluctant to go, well, they helped me out when I was in my time of need. Now let's go visit them. I think yeah. it's a, a big, you know, full circle. And they're also doling it out to their friends too, which is that's true. Yeah, we do have this one awesome customer, and I'll shout out his name. Obviously, no address. Um, Noah Schilling, who Mm. has been ordering and having the delivery (laughs) address for all of his friends. He's been like getting it for himself, but then like four other friends. He's been buying them cases. He's drop shipping. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. Oh, that was one funny story as well. Right at the start of the pandemic, this one woman, you know. True, everyone's kind of freaking out because no one's going. No one knows what's really going on. And this one woman, I turned up to her door and she's like, "Who's this?" I'm like, "Hey, man, care from Alewife. I got your beer that you uh, ordered, but it wasn't. She didn't order. Her boss ordered it for her. She's like, I didn't order any beer. I'm like, wait, okay. So I pull up my phone. I was like, oh, this guy. Oh, that's my boss. Just put it down and go away. And, and I was like, okay, like cool. She's like, no. Wait, I should give you a tip. I'm like, I, it's okay if you know it's early. I, I don't know. And then she turned around and like hucked five dollars at me, grabbed the beer and slammed the door. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. It was it was such a weird thing. She was definitely because usually, it's everyone it they're ordering the beer for themselves. I remember you. I remember you uh, warned me of her when I was delivered. She's like, yeah, hey, you know, go up to the door. And then actually, it's like, leave the beer at the door. <laughs> Walk away. It puts the I'll lotion on the skin. That's <laughs> what it's told. <laughs> Go away. No, no, dude, for real. There's a, there's a, there are a lot of people out there who are still totally freaked out and scared yeah. to get the thing. I've had people yeah. back up while you're walking up with the beer. I, want, say, I wanted to open the door and give her a hug. I'm like, you know, we're all good. <laughs> right. <laughs> still yeah. safe to walk outside, you know? <laughs> And then conversely, I had somebody invite me in, and I sat down with her and her husband, and we drank a ton of beer before I went home. It was awesome. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. You could you ever uh, see the movie Half Baked, and they're describing like the different kind of people you deliver. Yes. With, like, beer to <laughs> it's kind of like that. We ever seen set of a woman, like, but on what weed? The fuck is going on there? <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy in the bushes. Is he a gun? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> It's, uh, it's got to be, like I said, one of those things that people, I think, really do uh, will we'll pay it back you know, when it comes time to, to be out and about. And because that brand was out there, because you showed up, because you made it personal, uh, whether it be a slam door or whether it be hanging out at the kitchen table drinking, uh, I, I think that'll definitely help out the business. I think that was a smart move on your part while people were still trying to clamor around for uh, space in the market, you were right there at their door. It's it's a big deal. It really was. Yeah, you know what? Like I I was willing to go through it and do it, and I I talked to the guys and I was like, what what do we do here? You know, what do you feel comfortable with? <laughs> More or less, both of them just said, people need beer, man. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. What else are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you, 
we know what Patrick was doing. You're 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 having another child, aren't you? Am um, yeah. Hey, congratulations, salute. man! Congratulations, Mazel Tov. <laughs> uh, so you're really not hard either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that's what she said too. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're so nice. You say that to our guest. How would you say that? Hey, uh, come on! Dinner in the next room. Left it out there. I had to leave it. Out. <laughs> I think the other guys will appreciate that. They'll give them a hard time tomorrow as they're milling in at nine a.m. <laughs> uh guys listen this is this has been a hell of a lot of fun we can't wait till the brewery opens and when things get a lot better where yeah, the three of us can come down and hang out Definitely. and we'll have a beer together and, and reminisce about times of old when things were just so fucking ridiculous um let's get some big plugs in there i'll start with kier big things that are coming up what's going on what's what's the future bringing for you in, in the brewing side um I'm just excited to physically get back brewing myself and just look out for, you know, a lot of cool beers that I've wanted to make that I wasn't, I didn't want to share the recipes. So I didn't want other breweries to have them yet. So I just think look out for something a little different, a little more exciting. Um, Yeah. So. And I and I got to use up all those hops I ordered. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Uh, do you think, uh, just really, just a follow-up question to that, do you think it's a, a thing where people are contracting and stealing recipes? Is I'm not saying you're claiming that. I'm just saying, do you think it's a thing in the world of beer across the country? Yes. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. no, I, oh Steve. I don't think so, but I think there's definitely, would people take influence? Okay. Like, you, you, you can't tell me if someone didn't get a hold of the Treehouse Julius recipe, he wouldn't turn <laughs> he around wouldn't, and make it. You'd make Airplane. it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's got you know? it. So, like, I don't, I, I don't think it happens a lot, but I think people are influenced by other people. And say, like, I got influenced a lot by Six Point because I worked there for so many years. Yeah, and obviously, if the Treehouse Julius recipe fell in your lap, you would, uh, you, 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 you'd be you, fucking you, stupid uh, not to. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, or unless you called it an IPL, and then you're just in, so, oh, uh, there you go. Any any brewery that can say. You're only allowed to buy this much of so many beers. If that recipe fell in your hand, you'd be stupid not to take that. <laughs> and you know what, man? It won't be the same. And what, what no. was the quote? Like, Schopenhauer was like, Never uh, like good composers borrow, great composers steal. Yeah. <laughs> fact, dude. Like, you know, and it, it's not going to be the same. Nope. Patrick, what do you what do you see for the future as as being the head honcho here? What do you see the direction going? Uh, opening soon, hopefully, and then moving forward from there. I like um, pretty pretty okay with everything Kier just said there. <laughs> um, I like to stop spending money anytime. Day, anytime <laughs> day. It's got making some. That'd be nice, to make right? some. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. No man, it's been a long road, you know, for all of us, and I'm just excited. I feel like we have a great team coming together. Like, Kier's rocking it out with his recipes. His fucking dedication is, is unmatched, you know? It's like just busting his ass every day of the week at the brewery. And then he's the big guy who just keeps us all under control in some <laughs> way. Keeps us liquidated. Busts his ass to get as many new accounts as possible and always, always having time for people in, in, that have been our supporters since day one. And then we got Shayna, who's our uh, bookkeeper now. She's fucking awesome. 
she's uh, <laughs> she doesn't let us do a lot of things. <laughs> I was going to say, she's the one that says a lot of no things, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And then, uh, you know, of course, we have Laura, who started with marketing. So, you know, our little team is coming together, and Roz is still pulling the strings from behind the wife. And, um, the L-wife. Yeah. yeah. The original, and, uh, the OG. She was, she is, yeah. Fucking happy to be out of it, I think, at this stage. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, we have a cool team. I'm really, really, I'm really happy to see how Kier grows his team under him and how Pat grows his team under him. And, you know, we make fucking right decisions. Yeah, man. And just do do what we do. Like, we, we run things well. And I think, I think we're going to make killer beers. I think we're going to have a great place to uh to party at and i think uh i think our neighborhood's gonna welcome welcome us with open arms as they've already shown us but like i'm excited to see everything come together and everyone gets stuck back into what they do and what they love i agree pat from a business side what does uh the future look for you know going forward and getting this out to even more places more people um dude it's just straight up hustle at this point you know there's just the, the, the market for really a long time was super saturated. And, and you know, back in the day when I, I first started selling beer in New York City, there were like five people doing it. And I could lay on my back in my bed and text people in the morning and sell everything that we had. That, that doesn't happen anymore, man. It's like you, I, I call people 10 times or text them. Nobody's going to get back to me. And you have to like physically go in there. It's like it's straight up hustle at this point, you know, and it's not that's not going to change. It's just uh, you know we just got to keep keep doing as much as we possibly can to get the recognition. And I think at some point, I, I can already feel it happening a little bit. Is that you know our the the market's awareness of our brand is going to come out there because we have the imagery, we have the liquid, and uh, you know like Pat said, we have the team. And uh, we just gotta, we just gotta keep hustling. And before I, I, I stop talking, I, I always feel like I have to keep doing business on the side. I, I just wanna, I wanna throw a couple of things in there at Chad, or I'm sorry, at Cultivator Underbar of Underbar Weird. That's the guy that did the front of the building. Oh, cool, yeah. At Selden Hunt Art, um, is the guy that does our labels. At Alewife Brewing Company, um. Or at LY Brewing, at LY.beer. Hold on. Let me check Pat's phone number here. I'll give you Pat's phone number, guys. And you can order LY all fucking night tonight. Toll free. Yeah. yeah, you can call me anytime. That's the thing. That's how I operate. 24-7. I'll never turn on. I talked to an old friend the other day for six and a half hours on the phone about the old days of the business. I'm like, you know, I mean, call me anytime. Text me, email me. We'll bring you beer. It's easy. Um, you know. And I, I, I couldn't be more stoked than working with these guys, these old friends. And, like, um, it's just great. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I just wanted to throw another quick shout out to Birch because, like, he, you know, he was a big part of the beginning of this thing. And yeah. you were talking about the – like, Selden seems to have mastered the foil, like the artwork on the foil. And Dan was the first one that did that. And I remember oh, yeah. sitting in a Absolutely. bar the first time I had the electric rhino, and that rhino was, like, in low light, just jumping off the can. And I was like, yep. this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know? So yeah. good. Uh, so good. It's great beer, and it's it's definitely going to catch some eyes along the way here, especially with the, the branding that's been done and, and, like you said, the liquid, the team. I think you guys have every box checked off. Now it's just a matter of time and opening and getting it going. 
Yeah, fucking hurry up, Con Ed, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that recent post. You're like, goddamn, Con Ed. I like oh, yeah, said, one, one last shout-out really quick. Dave, to, uh, somebody, that, somebody take that stick off, Pat. Well, this is going to go on all Well, night. I just want to throw a shout-out to Allie. It's my, my, my awesome daughter's mom, who uh, Pat and, and her, she has a tile business, and they bartered. And uh, her, her website is uh, Cats New York, Chelsea Arts Tile and Stone. That's at Cats NYC. Um, and that's I still owe you an outside light. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> forgot all about it until he brought it up. <laughs> Pat's got all the Such plugs. Uh, uh, Patrick, give us uh, the last big plug here. Where can people find you, find the beer, order the beer, New York State shipping, all that good stuff? That's Pat. All right. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> beer. And if you go on the website, like right on the front page, it'll pop up. You sign up for our Wix, uh, and you could do you could order beer for delivery in New York City, Westchester, and Long Island. And we'll literally, like Pat was saying before, we'll go anywhere. I even might come up to Orange or Putnam County if you're close enough, or, yeah. or, or if you're um, big enough order, yeah. Pat would be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously, you order enough beer, we'll bring it to you. I'm not, you know. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, uh, for for the shipping, you know, same thing. It's on the website. We got a we got a merch site on. We got a lot of really cool uh, merchandise that we set up, and all that's just one click on the website. It'll take you right into yeah. where you order it. www.lwife.beer. Cool there you go. There's another cool thing happening right now too. It's from the New York uh, City Brewers Guild. Yep. So you could order like not just our beer, but if you join a group, it's like A B C D. So like say B and D are together, you can you'll get like eight breweries in a case or eight different beers. From eight different breweries in a case right now. From, oh, it's wow. called yeah, com or nyc nycbrew.com. Um, but it's really fucking cool. You can get a ship anywhere in New York right now. Not you can just try our beers, but you can try loads of other people's too. And it's a great way to like you know promote other New York State beer, you know. And we're Group D, and that's the best. Group fell over. <Yeah>. Pat, a quick uh, shout out. Uh, Joe Abruzzo from WME Works uh, says, "What's up?" He, uh, uh, what's up, fucker? Loves you. And uh, <laughs> hey, he's if, trying to get on, but for whatever reason, he said he's having a hard time connecting. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be at the uh, the beer release that we're going to do. We're going to send you guys some information about a uh, upcoming beer release that uh, Peer, uh, Pete, uh, Steve, and I did uh, up in Boston, and we're going to release it uh, like a secret beer release down at Hopscotch, and uh, Joe Bruzel will definitely be there. So he'd love to see you and say what's up. I'll be there. Awesome. Uh, let's, uh, of course, alewife.com and go ahead and order your beer to go. Uh, 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 dot beer, beer dude. Dot beer. Dot beer. Dot beer. Alewife. Right. Dot beer. Dot beer. Uh, it's not even a dot com. Sorry. That's great stuff. <laughs> it is. Why wouldn't anyone else use that? Everyone should be using the dot beer, if, especially if they're a brewery. Genius. Genius. Uh, this is the word of Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com. Steve, last words before we get out of here tonight. Um, today I got nothing except for drink fucking good beer because you could be dead tomorrow. That's true. Very true. There you go. Pete. Yeah. Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered, and yeah. uh, your dog hates it when you drink shitty beer. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, really appreciate you spending time with us tonight. Uh, we'll uh, catch up with you guys very soon, and uh, we'll have some beers together and hang out. Good, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Have a good night.
right. Mark, Mike, Pete, and Steve, ghostreader.com. We out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Please hang up and try again. Worked on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.